old FanDuel model, essentially. So I'm going with Lindor here with a tiebreaker. Next up, Ramirez versus Rosario. Again, Ramirez going against the worst pitcher here. Bieber is a very good pitcher. You can tell by the Vegas totals here. Cleveland is a decent favorite here. So I'm rolling with Ramirez. Even though he has not been great this season, he is still the better hitter than Rosario. I don't care. He was near an MVP candidate last year. I'm going with Ramirez, who's getting the tiebreaker. Next up, Kron versus Polanco here. Bieber is better versus righties. This one was a bit of a tough one here, but I'm just going with Kron. It's the tiebreaker that kind of gets me. Polanco's probably the better batter. Has the platoon split, but I don't care. I'm rolling with Kron. All right, next prop is from the same game. It's a two or three out of three rapid fire, and it is a good one. All right, we have Kepler versus Rosario, total bases. Kepler, Rosario, kind of right on the same level. Rosario's been slightly better this season, but Kepler has been fantastic. Both have the platoon split, so I'm rolling with Kepler with the tiebreaker. Next up, Lindor versus Polanco. Again, Cleveland, higher implied team total of 4.74 compared to 4.26. Lindor, the better hitter here. RBIs and runs, fairly volatile category. Roll with the guy with the tiebreaker. Next up, Ramirez versus Sano. Bieber has a great K rate versus righties. Sano strikes out at a big rate versus righties. So roll with Ramirez. Again, higher implied team total over for Cleveland. Ramirez, better batter, has the platoon split up to a decent extent. He is a switch hitter, but Sano has big splits versus righties and a huge K rate. Decent chance that Sano does not put the ball in play at all this game. I'm rolling with Ramirez. All right, next up, we have a two out of three rapid fire in the St. Louis game. All right, so Suarez versus Goldschmidt. I'm not going to lie. Goldschmidt is the better hitter. Don't care. Suarez going up against Cabrera. Goldschmidt going up against Castillo. Castillo is a fantastic pitcher this season. One of the best in the league here. Suarez is getting the tiebreaker. So slightly worse batter with a way better matchup here. I'm rolling with Suarez. Next up, Ozuna versus Carpenter. This one is pretty simple here. Wynn Castillo has added that splitter to his repertoire. He has been great versus lefties. So I'm taking Ozuna knowing that he is probably better off than Carpenter. Castillo is a bit, a bit reverse splitsy here this season. Ozuna, about as good of a hitter as Carpenter is and is getting the tiebreaker. Next up, Puig versus Votto here. Puig has the platoon split. Votto has not been good versus lefties this season. So I'm rolling with Puig. It's that simple. All right, last up, we have my last prop of the night. But before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. It lets you know exactly when these videos come out. And you want to get these props in before anything changes. Pitchers can be scratched. Anything can happen. They try and keep these props up all day long. But sometimes an injury can completely change how the game is going to play out. So you want to get them in early. So like and subscribe and leave it in your comments in the comment section. Any questions, anything you want to see, any of your favorite props, just go ahead and leave them there. We'll try and get to you as soon as we can. But let's get to my last prop of the night. It is a two out of three over under in the St. Louis. All right, so first one, Castillo under 6.5 Ks. This one's an interesting one. Has been over 6 Ks in a few games. I know that there was a delay in the other one of the other games here, but this one's tough here. There are storms popping up around St. Louis. Roth currently has it at yellow, but things can change. Pop-ups are very unpredictable, so there's always a chance of delay. Plus, 
Castillo walking guys at 11% clip this year, and St. Louis walks at a really high rate. It's going to change his ability to go later on into the game. St. Louis, just a mediocre strikeout team. All these kind of make me think that I should roll with the under here for strikeouts. Next, Ozuna over 1.5 total bases. I know Castillo is good, but like I said, he might not go that late into the game. Great hitting weather over in Cincinnati. 80 degrees, really high humidity, and it's always a great ballpark here. So I'm going with the over of 1.5 total bases. Votto, this one was a little bit tougher, but he currently has a minus 238 over 0.5 hits prop here. So that means heavily likely that he ends up getting a hit. Very likely he ends up getting walked. Cabrera had a 4.3 walks per nine in the minors. Big old walk right here. Votto knows how to draw walk, even versus lefties here. So I'm rolling with the over. I think he gets a single and a walk, and that's pretty much it. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the videos. Good luck on all your props tonight. I will be back again later on this week bringing you more props, so stay tuned for that. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Hey, everyone.
everybody, and welcome to the Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy, Grant Niefer. How's it going over there, my man? Oh, it's going incredible. Wonderful day outside, and I'm stuck inside, which I prefer, because inside is better, because there's computers there. Um, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's an interesting slate. Lots of different good pitching options. Lots of stuff to do. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, man, uh, it's it's scary outside, Grant. We got to stay inside. We got to study some uh, MLB. We got to do our drafts. We got to do tons of different stuff. So I'm excited. You're excited. I think it's a really awesome slate. Tons of pitching, tons of hitting. We can dive in and kind of talk about the draft app here. And uh, if you guys want to jump in on these drafts, the whole plan with this show is we're going to run some drafts. About 10 people can join in. And if you give me a follow uh, at Mangone, it's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Give me a follow there over on the draft app. I'm going to send over a draft and you guys jump on in and, uh, you know, win all the money. Uh, that, that's kind of how it works. So, Grant, we're going to fire up a draft here for this MLB slate. What do you want to name this bad boy? I don't know. I don't care. I'm, 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 not, I'm not the creative type. All right. How about this? Uh, we'll do a call back to the early show. No promos, man. No no promos here. We're no just promos. Ready. Pre-show content there, guys. You got to pay $7,000 a month for that. Yeah, that that's, that's the good stuff. So no promos. Jump on in. Create. And we will kind of get on started with this draft uh, and check it out. So join on in the fun, guys. It's a good time. We got 10 people in here and it's starting to fill up. We got five of 10. That's awesome so far. Let's get five more in here and we'll have a good time. Um, we got NY Jets in there. A, a bunch of people I've seen in these drafts and uh, some red shields, some regular shields and, uh, you know, no shields. So it looks like it's a good time here in this draft. And I should probably turn my volume down. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, you should. All right, let's talk about this slate, Grant, because the number one thing I notice on this slate is pitching is loaded, man. Absolutely loaded on this one. Uh, break it down for me, man. How are you uh, kind of sifting through all these top arms? I mean, it literally just throw a dart, uh, figure out what you want to play based on their salary. We have Strasburg in a great strikeout spot. He's probably my top arm, but it, I'm worried a little bit about what ownership's going to be. Obviously, the White Sox strike out an incredibly high rate. And we have Blake Snell, who's less likely to go late into the game. Still an easy matchup. Still an elite, elite, elite swing strike rate. So he's in there. There's Bumgarner and Cindergard. A um, little bit of money coming in on the under there, which is interesting. I think that they're both very viable. People are always worried about Cindergard. He's probably going to go under own going against a not fantastic San Francisco team. And even though weather is favorable over there, I still don't think that either one of these guys is going to give up a whole lot of run production on either end. So both of them are interesting. And why am I forget? Oh, Ryu. I don't know about Ryu. I mean, this Diamondbacks team has been pretty darn good this year. And I need to pay attention because we are drafting. Um, but he's, I think, the guy that I'd probably be least likely to go with up at the top there. Yeah, but the one thing I will say about that Diamondbacks lineup is they've been a lot better against right-handed pitching rather than left-handed. So uh, I don't know. I would definitely take a look at Ryu as an interesting option. But again, it's loaded, uh, and I think ownership is really going to matter. Like, if you tell me Ryu is going to be very low-owned today, uh, I have some interest there. Uh, I think it's something I would definitely uh, check out. And if you look, so far we got people going Strasburg uh, as the number one option, and he's the cash guy, right? I think on uh, FanDuel people are going to be considering him. DraftKings, they're going to be considering him as one of the top arms, and he's going to get a lot of ownership. So my question to you, Grant, is if he's going to be getting so much ownership and with so many arms in the slate, uh, what are you kind of doing with him? Are you going overweight, underweight, even with the field? Um, I'm 
going whoever the highest owned pitcher is i'm for sure going underweight on um it's just the smartest move to make every single day if it's Strauss, then obviously there's some volatility there any given day uh the white Sox can beat up any pitcher right now it looks like snell's projected to be the highest owned guy just because of the matchup there and the slight price savings so i might i might full-on fade snell to be honest i mean he's not it's not that often that he's going to like just get a game that's going to absolutely destroy you it'll happen occasionally but not that often looking at ownership i might have to go ryu um gonna have a rio and paddock are the two lowest owned of the uh aces outside of castillo who uh, i'm not that's just not a great spot for him um so i honestly i might take in tournaments the position of fading snell and strauss yeah, another one that's going to get a lot of ownership is Syndergaard, actually. Uh, and I just took him in this draft. Uh, I kind of panic picked, but uh, I do think he is a fine option. And I'm going to go over to Kyle Schwarber now with my next pick. Love the Cubs today. We were talking a little bit pre-show. Cubs, actually, it looks like Ron Culpa is going to be the umpire, and that means it's going to be an extreme pitcher's umpire there, uh, which, you know, that's obviously not favorable for the Cubs bats and the Rockies bats. But, I mean, if you look at Kevin Kevin Ross weather edge tool. If you guys haven't checked that out, you know, give it a look because it's very helpful. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, tons of runs are looking to be scored there and home runs. I could see Kyle Schwarber, you know, banging one out today. I like him here, and I definitely think a Cubs stack is definitely one I'm going to get give a give a very hard look to. Yeah, yeah, the Cubs. I mean, it's just incredible weather. The pitcher umpire less of a concern for uh, Kyle Hendricks than it is, or for the Cubs than it is the Rockies. Hendricks, obviously, a guy that just good control gets a whole lot of ground ball ability so the wind is less of a factor for him than it is for Hoffman uh more power over on the Cubs side arguably when considering the matchup here I I'm I'm looking through things and I'm actually considering Hendricks now quite a bit considering the umpire he's just a guy that pretty elite versus lefties when it comes to strikeouts gives a little bit more volatility but the upside is much higher 27 percent k rate versus lefties on the year here there's five of them in this lineup i gotta assume that Hendricks is gonna come in at what one percent ownership you think oh yeah he's gonna be very low on not someone i'm looking to play uh i get what your argument is but I, i'm not too interested in that but uh we have another question about uh, maybe a cheaper option that you might be considering today grant uh, asking uh, from NY Jets, are you playing yourself some Ray Lowe tonight? Ray Lowe? Ronaldo Lopez. Oh, yeah. Um, that's an interesting one, just because of the price. Nationals, obviously, a sky-high total here, 5.45. And anytime you're thinking about rostering a White Sox pitcher, you got to incorporate into the Vegas total that they don't have a great bullpen here. Lopez Interesting guy that is a lot better versus righties than he is versus lefties. Three good lefties in the lineup and Para, who's just mediocre. But both Soto and Adams strike out at a pretty high clip. Ronaldo Lopez, if the slider's on, if the control is there, then he can cruise through any lineup. He's got a bit of a pitcher's umpire here. So I think you have to consider Lopez pretty much anytime he's on the slate. I'm just worried about what his ownership's going to be. I think with that high of a total, he's likely not going to garner more than seven to eight percent ownership here i think that lopez is a good option anytime for gpps and today considering you really want snell strauss or ryu in your lineups here you have to have a decent amount of uh 
Ronaldo in your builds if you want to be a little bit off the board, get those good pitching and get some of those good bats. Yeah, definitely makes some sense there. I think he could be a cheap option that you can look to go to at pitcher on today's slate. Let's kind of keep diving in on some of these uh, more expensive arms. And I guess maybe we'll, we'll try and like rank them up for you. You got Snell, you got Strasburg. I mean, so many guys at the top, uh, you know, if you had to pick, name your like top three options. Uh, the guys at the top, it's Snell, it's Strauss, and it's for you. Yeah, is it, but is it that simple? Like, I mean, because Syndergaard yes. is like a really good option there. You got Bumgarner. Um, I guess from a point per dollar perspective, would you rather go to those guys? Like, or are you just thinking raw points? Uh, I need to make a pick. This is not good. Um, you got five seconds here, Grant. Um, uh, or Paddock. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I was. I didn't know exactly what I was doing here in this draft. Honestly, I've done four mans, not ten mans, so. It's a little bit confusing trying to figure out how everyone's going to react to these high totals here and pick which bats. How about this? Since we're on the topic of you doing the four-mans, if people are looking to play some four-mans today, you got a strategy you can tell us? Have you finished all your four-mans for the day? Uh, Yeah. Just literally fade arms. Like, literally, just take the last arm. There are four more than good enough arms on this slate. Oh, Ray was on there. I didn't – gosh, I didn't even notice. Well, that's what you get for not paying attention. I don't care. That's only five bucks um yeah so it's it's get the cubs uh get cubs bets realistically you have more than enough good options here it gets a little bit thin in the outfield i think you only have schwarber in there because bryant rizzo and baez are all infielders so you go infielder infielder for the cubs and if you can get schwarber that's great if not then you double stack it with one of these high total games with multiple outfielders the brewers have both kane and yelich um the Rays have Garcia, Pham, and Meadows, all very good options against Carpenter, who's trash. Uh, you can go with any of these big teams. Like Lopez, much for, worse versus lefties. Going a little Soto Eaton stack is not a bad idea. Like it's a 2 2 stack, and you try and immediately get two Cubs if you can. If you can't get two Cubs, you get Rizzo, you get Baez, you get um, what's his name? Bryant with your first pick, if any of them are available, and you go from there. Yeah, and I'm tilted. Someone just took Soto, and I was hoping to take Soto and go Trey Turner. Maybe start a little national stack, but you know what? I'm just going to go with uh, Turner. I'll go with Ben and Tendi, two guys that will be batting uh, first likely in their lineups, and that seems like a pretty good route to go. Um, one guy I saw that might be in the Cubs lineup that I kind of wanted to mention that could be a cheap value around the industry is Carlos Gomez. If he's batting uh, fifth, that could be a really interesting option that we can look to. So uh, something that's worth noting. I'm pulling up lineups now to see if there's anything, uh, you know, any extreme value plays that are popping out that we didn't expect today. Um, and it doesn't look like there's anything big or crazy with that. Um, have you seen anything with lineups uh, so far today, Grant? No, no, nothing. I mean, pretty much everywhere it's what you expect. I mean, we only have eight, nine lineups here. The only interesting part is the Pirates without Bell and without Blanco in there. And that just gives a huge upgrade to free. Um, he is a very good pitcher, very good ground ball control. So you're not really worried about home runs here in this ballpark in Pittsburgh with a lefty on the mound, because Pittsburgh's better for lefty bats than it is for righties. So with a lefty going up against Pittsburgh here, and they're going very righty dominant, that just means the ground ball control is going to be even more important. It's going to make sure that he shouldn't give up a home run pretty much all game long. It's just going to come down to Babbitt band. There's really not a lot of hard contact in this Pittsburgh lineup here. And looking all the way up and down with the current lineup here, let me refresh because I did not refresh to play IQ. But it looks terrible. Almost no one with any power in this entire game here. 
Uh, there's Reynolds, who has, in a 36-plate appearance sample size, only a 294 ISO, looking all the way through the rest of them. Um, that's weird. Uh, just got a random message on Slack, but looking through all of them, Ozuna's fine, but no one has a whole lot of power here. Not a whole lot of Ks, but Free can strike out anyone regardless. It should regress more towards the 21% K rate here, with Tucker at the bottom kind of anchoring that high K rate. So I really like Freed. It's just another thing where I'm worried about ownership on him. And as of right now, our projections have him moderately owned, but not a huge amount of ownership because Eikhoff is probably going to garner the majority of it. But with the extreme hitters umpire, the San Diego team, Eikhoff has extreme righty splits. Like he crushes righty, gets crushed by lefties, and obviously the San Diego lineup all the way up and down, huge amount of righties here. But they do actually have some power. They can beat up on pretty much any pitcher here. I'm just trying to keep in mind when my pick is. But they can beat up on any pitcher here. The strikeout rate, similar to righties and lefties, but a lot more ground balls. Everyone, every righty in this lineup has the ability to crush the ball and hit it out of the park here. You look at the hard hit rates, two through two through eight, all over 36% hard hit rate. Some as high as 50. I honestly think one of the best tournament moves is to stack the Padres tonight. It sounds like a sounds like a good like large uh, field GPP uh, kind of move that you could definitely go to. Um, I'm blanking. I had something. Oh, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the YouTube chat. Uh, we, have, we have we have a question from there, Grant. And before that, let's talk about uh, YouTube. Head on over there, guys. Like and subscribe, please, uh, if you can. Uh, I know we're saying no promos, but guys, just hit us with the click like and subscribe. We won't jam it down your throat. If you do that for us once, then we don't have to talk about it again. So just do it now. Hit the like and subscribe, and we'll be nice and happy. But we have a YouTube question, right, Grant? And I uh, kind of wanted to get to it. It's Baltimore stack today. Uh, any interest in that, Grant, on this pretty big slate? I think it's one we can stay away from. Oh, no, disagree. Smiley's terrible. There's actually some power in this Baltimore lineup now. The weather conditions are good. They aren't great, but they're good. And I think the way that they change that stadium a little bit, it just makes them fairly good. Dew point, not as high as I'd like, but still 87-degree weather out there. Uh, they're going up against Smiley, who's horrible. His cutter is not what it used to be, which he used to be able to create a whole lot of soft contact or some ground balls with it. Not happening anymore. So now we have all these uh, Baltimore bats that – this is similar to their ballpark in terms of the amount of power that or home runs that you can actually create. So all these bats with the ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark are now very much in play. Plus, the Texas bullpen isn't fantastic. So Nunez, Mancini, uh, both of them can crush the ball. We have Broxton that's hopefully going to be in the lineup. And no one's going to play him. He has the ability to just destroy anyone. And he's going up against a like mediocre K pitcher here. So I really like this Baltimore stack and Vegas is kind of there with me. More money coming in on the Texas side, more money coming in on the under, I believe. And the line is moving a bit in the other directions there. I think that before this game starts, the line moves up to probably 12. And I think it goes more towards the Baltimore side or not 12, sorry, 11, not 12. Fair enough. I get it. That Baltimore bats, they do have some more power, and I know Smiley's bad, but I don't know. There's I, I'm more of a one lineup guy, but I get it. it that makes some more sense to some large field GPPs. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we had another question that I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah, Chase Anderson was the question on FanDuel. Any interest in him? Because we don't have a lot of cheap arms on this slate. Uh, there's a lot of guys to spend up for. Do you have any interest in a guy like Chase Anderson? 
Now, Chase Anderson isn't very good. The Marlins aren't nearly as bad as a team as other people think. They're not good by any means, but they're not as bad. They're not one we want to pick on as much outside their home ballpark. They're obviously playing over in Milwaukee. Bit in a bit of an upgrade. Granted, it's better for lefty bats. And Miami's mostly right-handed dominant. Um, but Chase Anderson, he really struggles with control to righties, and there's a decent amount of walks in this lineup. Giving up a 43% hard hit rate here with just decent fly balls, but they're going to be putting the ball in play. I think he gets batted like crazy here, gets a little wild with the walks, and he's going to have a lot of base runners here. I don't think that Chase Anderson's a good play on this slate. I'm going to stay away from him entirely. Darn it, fam's out of the lineup. That's not great. Um, considering I just drafted him. But Chase Anderson, I'm staying away. Grant, I'm going to look at Vandal pricing. I haven't gotten to it yet today, um, but he's probably super cheap over there. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I want to see that Tampa lineup. That's one that I absolutely love today. I think Tampa is a really good stack that I would definitely get behind. So big fan of the Tampa Bay Rays today. Um, Grant, let's kind of go over these teams. We're going to go over the teams without the red badge. So there's four teams that we can go over. I'll hit the first one. It's Luistro's team. He's got Max Freed, who you talked about as an interesting option. And Pirates have been bad against lefties this season. I think Freed is a really good option that you can go to. And then he's got two of the Rays. He's got Garcia and Meadows, who I'm assuming are both in the lineup. Then you got Bias, who's a great option out of the uh, you know the Cubs game with the wind blowing out. And Bregman. And I mean, dude, Bregman is just awesome. It seems like he prints every single day. So really like that team that Luistro put up. Grant, can you break down Dan Kramer's team for me? Three Cubs, all of which with power, paired with Tanaka and Hicks. Hicks in a high total game. Um, Tanaka going up against a susceptible Toronto lineup with decent K numbers here. Worried about him going later on to the game, but that doesn't really matter too much. They have a 3.7 side. So I have total. He has the best team here, and it's not necessarily close. Yep, that team is pretty good. Definitely like the construction of that. Before we get to these last two teams, I just want to go through the Rays lineup because, again, I think it's a good team. Uh, you got Diaz, you got Garcia, Meadows, Arroyo, Adames, Zaninu, Kiermaier, Heredia, and Robertson. Grant, this is a team that, like, when you look at it, it's not sexy to play, right, putting five guys in. But I still think this Rays team goes pretty underlooked uh, at, or overlooked at the, uh, you know, with Ryan Carpenter in there. Bad lefty pitcher, all those really good righties there at the top. And even a guy like Austin Meadows, he's pricey and he's a lefty versus lefty. People just don't want to play that when they should. Uh, what do you think about this Rays team today? Love him. Absolutely love him. Carpenter may be, might be one of the worst pitchers in the entire league. Rays often overlooked, getting a big ballpark upgrade here. Carpenter, decently big splits. Um, we don't have a huge sample size, but looking at his pitch type, he is a guy that, and now I can swap out Tampa to fam, uh, but looking at his pitch type, he should be much better versus lefties than he is versus righties. Like, should be an extreme splits, guys, and we have seven righties in this lineup. Lots of them have power. Um, they're cheaply priced over on FanDuel. They're moderately priced at the bottom over on DK. Adamus is one of my favorite plays. I really, really like these Rays bats today. Yep, definitely think they bring some value. Uh, you know, definitely think it's a really good team to stack up because, again, playing five Rays just doesn't seem like that's something that people will love to do today. Let's head on over and look at Flores' team. 
He's got Ryu at the top, who I think is a really good option in tournaments. Definitely like Ryu today. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's pitched phenomenal this season. Then he's got two Colorado guys in Story and Dahl, who are not my favorite today, but, you know, I get why you could do that today. And then Gary Sanchez, you know, going against a lefty, lefty masher Gary Sanchez. He's been having a great season. And Mancini in a pretty good spot against a lefty. So don't hate that team. Think there's better teams on the board, but still think he did a fine job with that team. Grant, break down NY Jets team for us. Um, It's all right. It's not great. I mean, Arizona pitcher, what's his name? I can't even remember. Is not great. Obviously, a little decent splits here. So taking the lefties and Muncie and Bellinger is good. Bogart, Betts, both in good hitting conditions. Sparkman's not very good. Grand way worse to lefties, but just horrible to both sides of the plate. So that's fine. I'm not a big fan of Erod today. Like I said, there's actually decent hitting conditions over in KC, which strangely enough has been one of the best ballparks for home runs this season. Two points super high, decent uh, heat out there and wind blowing out to left field. I don't think Erod was a good choice. He's not the same guy this year, um, but his hitting is good. It's just I worry about Erod, which I guess he might have just been stuck with him at the end. Yeah, he could have got stuck with him, but I-, I like how he got those Red Sox in there. I think they're a really good stack today. Uh, definitely a fan of that. Like, if I told you you were you were uh, a hitter, Grant, and the guy pitching against you, his name was Glenn, would you be scared of him? I, I wouldn't be scared of a dude named Glenn, right? Uh, so uh, I think Glenn's like a nice guy name. So I think the Red Sox are getting... thinking that. Did you- I'm guessing you watched The Walking Dead, didn't you? No, I haven't, but it just seems like yeah. that. I know a guy named Glenn, really nice dude, but uh, I don't know. I think the Red Sox rough him up. Uh, I don't think Sparkman's any good looking at his numbers. I'm not a fan. And, uh, you know, good good note by you, obviously, saying that the Kansas City Park has been one of the best for home runs. It's optimal hitting weather. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Red Sox today. I think that they're a really good stack. And uh, what do you know? If you look at my team on here, I got a couple of Red Sox. I got Ben and Intendi, and I got Devers. So um, let's head on over. Let's do another draft, Grant for the people since I know they want to get in on these fun drafts. You want to do a hitters only or do another regular one? Let's do a hitters only. All right. Hitters only. Let's jump on in. Let's see. Batman. All right. We're jumping in in three, two, one, go. Jump on in and we'll get back to some, we'll get back to some questions. Jump on in guys. Uh, you know, throw questions in, throw them in from the YouTube chat. Uh, if you guys could do that, our awesome producer, uh, Devin, he is grabbing questions from the YouTube chat. And we have one here right now. It is, which team has a more favorable matchup, the Yankees or the Rays? I lean the Rays. What about you, Grant? I am slightly leaning the Rays. Richard is super interesting right now. Walking everyone, um, not a huge sample size, but he's getting a bunch of ground balls, kind of Seems to be the M.O. with most of these Toronto pitchers. Gets ground balls, but has trouble with control. Looking all the way back to the beginning of last season where we get a bigger sample size, extreme ground ball pitcher. He will walk, but he won't strike out a lot of guys. Looking at the fly ball rates, we do have Voight, Sanchez, Hicks, and Torres, which are all in decent spots just because of their ability to get the ball up in the air and hit the ball hard. But I'm not terribly worried about – Richard in terms of giving up a bunch of fantasy points um Carpenter on the other side here he's in a much much worse spot going up against or he's a much worse pitcher in terms of fantasy production against gives up a lot of fly balls a decent a lot of hard contact doesn't strike anyone out doesn't really walk too many guys but just terrible stuff and should have some pretty extreme splits giving up a 311 ISO 
to righties so far this year, 152 plate appearance sample size. That's massive. And we have guys who can hit the ball out of the park versus lefties all the way up and down the lineup. I'm real heavy on Tampa Bay today. I might be alone, but I would much rather take them than the Yankees. Yep, I agree with you. I would I would do the same, Grant. I, I'm definitely on board with the Rays today. Like them a lot. And the first pick in the draft, uh, you know, they didn't make a pick. Uh, so they got Bellinger, the first pick overall, Grant. Uh, you know, that, that that Dodgers team, they got a pretty nice total at 5.66. So, you know, no one's going to doubt you if you take Bellinger. As the first pick, that's fine. And then Mr. Remote, he went with Yelich. Uh, have any interest in Yelich and the Brewers today? I mean, you have interest in Yelich and the Brewers every single day. They're playing at home. Lopez is actually a decent pitcher. The problem is he's more of a good pitcher in his home ballpark. A lot of those Miami guys, they pitch to how they should in their ballpark. He gives up a decent amount of hard contact, nothing to be overly excited about, and doesn't give up too many ground balls. But he changes things up a little bit, as do all the pitchers. They're in a different ballpark here. Milwaukee, obviously great for lefty power. Shaw's probably back in the lineup, which just gives up more power here. I'm a little bit worried about it. So I'm more on the side of Milwaukee than I am on Lopez, but I'm not as high on Milwaukee as a lot of these other teams. We have seven teams with over a five implied total, and I would rather go with multiple of them before I went with Milwaukee. Yep, I went with, uh, you know, I just went, I got uh, Chris Bryant. We got other Cubs that went, Baez and Rizzo. Um, we also had uh, D-Train. He's in the chat. He went with uh, Mookie Betts. And uh, again, I like the I like the Red Sox today. I don't know if you looked at Plate IQ too much today, Grant, but do you know who like the team is that's popping the most probably on Plate IQ? Like when you pull it up and you look at the top guys and, and the hitters, which hitters are popping up that, you know, might be surprising for you? Um, I don't know, probably Red Sox apparently. Well, Red Sox is one of them, but the other one is the Rays. Again, we talked about it, but I did want to mention this and forgot to. We had family. How, how that surprised me. I've been on the Rays this entire show. No, I just think it's surprising, right? Like, Grant, if I told you to look at this slate, and I know Carpenter's not the greatest, but you looked at the slate as a whole, you would think it was the Cubs guys were popping, right? Um, and you think it's shocking that it's the Rays guys, and that's just very interesting. So Fam is at the top, but he's not in the lineup. You got Diaz, Garcia, tons of guys over there, and the Red Sox are another one that, that's popping too. Ben Intendi, you got him as the number four option on plate IQ. You got Devers at six, so – uh, bets he's down there I think he's like maybe nine or ten there on the list so Red Sox are another team Grant that's popping too that I really really like yeah I mean plate IQ I'm not surprised that the Cubs are in there because it's not an overwhelmingly good matchup it's more about the stadium the wind blowing out the fact that it's old and turns lucky hits into home runs or pop outs into home runs here so the Cubs aren't really someone that stands out that much and looking at Hoffman's actual pitching ability through the minors and the limited amount in the majors is drastically different obviously he plays over in course which hinders him quite a bit he has a curveball which is not going to be effective over in course maybe more effective over in something like chicago uh but yeah it's not surprising that they don't stand off the page for plate iq whereas the rays are going up against again quite possibly the worst pitcher in the majors with some pretty extreme splits that court the plate iq would incorporate and they have a terrible bullpen. So I'm not surprised that every single raised bat is just jumping off the page because they're all righties against the bad lefty. Perfect. I got another YouTube question. And guys, if you want to ask questions, any type of questions, uh, we're happy to answer them. So throw them in in the YouTube chat. Throw them in a regular Rotor Garner chat. We're happy to answer them for you. Um, what about Smeltzer? Uh, good pitcher or bad pitcher? What are you thinking today, Grant? 
He's got good control, but he's not a great pitcher. Um, I know that he has a four, what is it, 40% K rate so far on the season. Is that right? Um, but this Cleveland team, they're better than a lot of people realize. I know they have not been good this season, but they're in for some positive regression here. They've got some guys with power going up against a pitcher that, yes, he has a good changeup, which will help him out against righties. Um, but if that curveball's hanging occasionally, then they're going to take it out of the ballpark. He throws a lo- decent amount of strikes here. I think that he's going to get destroyed today. I have zero interest in Smeltzer, but I know that some smart people are actually on him. All right. Um, let's see. More YouTube chat questions. No love for Cincinnati. Uh, if you look at uh, Ross Weatheredge, so that's another one that's got a pretty nice uh, total for the home runs and runs. Uh, what do you think of Cincinnati in that Cardinals game in general? It's decent weather for hitting. Um, I know we were a little bit worried about weather earlier. I think Roth said it's probably going to be fine, but to wait later. Uh, Genesis Cabrera is just an all right pitcher. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these uh, Cincinnati bats, and more of the money is going over on the Colorado or the Cardinals side. Castillo, very good pitcher though, so it worries me. I don't know exactly what to do with this game. I might end up fading it. Castillo always has upside, but I don't know if I really want to go there. I don't have a strong take on either side. I'm probably just staying away from this game entirely. That's, uh, I mean, that's, it's tough. I, I mean, I'm telling you, Ross has been awesome. Uh, I, I think I'll probably stay away from the Cardinals side more. So I like the, uh, the Cincy side a little bit though. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting some stacks of them. Uh, the Cardinals is the scary part, right? Because Castillo, he can be really awesome. Um, and Grant, man, th- these rays are going late, man. I just got Yandy Diaz, uh, you know, this late in the draft. I feel pretty good about that. Feeling pretty good about my team overall. How about you? How's your team looking so far in these drafts? I mean, I'll tell you in about four seconds. I it see. Well, you, now it's looking less good. Great. You and D train are fighting over the same stack right now, man. Yeah, this isn't great. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to do now. I guess son of a biscuit. I don't know what to do here. Um, Freeman it is. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that I would get Bogarts there, and so I'd have Martinez, Benintendi, and Bogarts. Just didn't really work out that way. I'm not happy about it, but worst things in my life have happened. Yeah, so I decided to go with Freeman, who is in a decent spot, versus Brault, who is not a very good pitcher, but we'll see how it goes. I still think you're fine with two. I still think you can uh, get away with that. And uh, I don't know what happened now, but my, I don't know. I think the screen share just died again for some reason. I got to fix that right now. But uh, I have another YouTube question I want to get to. Baltimore stack or Chicago stack, you got to pick one, Grant. What are you doing? I mean, if we're just talking about raw runs, raw fantasy points, it's very, very clearly Chicago. Um, But Baltimore is going to be pretty badly. Huh? Baltimore is going to be pretty badly overlooked. Uh, I think, like I said, the implied team total should go up before lock. And I think that Baltimore has enough power to really just destroy Smiley here in that Texas bullpen. So I'm more on Baltimore for bigger field tournaments. If you're doing like a 10-man or a 100-man tournament, then there's enough power in this Cubs line where you go with them. Yeah, I definitely lean Cubs. That'd be the way I go. Um, here's another YouTube chat question. Are the Yankees going overlooked? We talked about them a little bit, but how would you approach them today? Overlooked is kind of a relative term. There's been more home runs, I think, at Toronto than there has been anywhere else in the majors this year. And Richard, like I said, big ground ball guy. 
which doesn't help for fantasy points unless they end up getting a terrible Toronto bullpen arm. Uh, but he gives up a lot of walks and he'll give up a lot of runs, but it's not really going to completely correlate to fantasy production. I think that they're going to go overlooked in the fact that so many teams are going to go overlooked. Teams with over a five implied team total, Washington, New York, Rays, um, Milwaukee, Chicago, Texas, Baltimore is fairly close, Red Sox, Dodgers. Um, there's teams all the way up and down. So you're going to get Yankees at 4 or 5% ownership outside of Sanchez, who will probably be heavily owned. I don't know if they're getting overlooked because every team's going to be like that. All righty. Uh, let's see. We got the drafts going on. Let's see how some of these teams are looking. Let's take a look and see what Devin did. I'm trying to scroll over now and see. All right. Devin's got, Devin's got a pretty nice team going. Not that, not the stack you want to get to, but uh, it's tough to stack in these great. I feel like people are getting sharper, right? Um, I mean, Chet's always been kind of, kind of sharp in these draft shows. I mean, we didn't, we did them for an entire year and like people would watch them. People played on drafts. We have good information out there. You can realistically just go over to starting lines page, find the highest total game stack from that, or just go off of the projections model and find the top bats there. It's, it's not surprising what they're doing. And there's they're some intelligent people outside of that Devin guy. Yeah, that Devin guy, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's all right, though. He, he, he can get it done. I'm sure he's done pretty well in the draft. Um, let's kind of dive in and keep looking at some of these teams that we have here. Let's see what Hot Rock Fingers is doing. He's got Acuna. He's got Muncie, Meadows, and Bregman. Again, not a stack. I'm trying to find a stack here. Have you seen one yet? Um, I don't. It's tough to do a full stack here because people keep swooping in on other ones. There's just enough teams where in a 10-man draft, unless you're going with something like the Padres or the A's or something like that. And there's not going to be a whole lot of stacking ability. Surprising. No one's gone for the Dodgers so far. Um, someone take Ridley. Gosh, darn it. Oh man. Everyone keeps taking my picks. Uh, gosh, who do I go with here? I have no idea. Um, Elvis. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can always go with the guy at the top, like VR. You like some Baltimore today. He'll probably be hitting towards the top, but Elvis is fine too. I don't hate that. So it's interesting with the Rangers, Bundy always been a guy that is very much like normal splits and it's completely changed this year. He's been throwing his change up a lot more often, getting soft contact to lefties. So the ball's not leaving the park. 2.6 home run per nine for righties, 1.09 for lefties here. Um, he's not striking out lefties at nearly clip, nearly the clip, trying to get soft contact here. And then righties, he's getting huge strikeouts. Still has one of the highest swing strike rates in the league. Um, and he's striking out righties at a decent clip. But there's not a whole lot of righties in this lineup here. And the lefties actually strike out at a decent rate. I'm liking Bundy Day, even though he's going up against a 5.58 team total. Um, outside of Pence, not really a whole lot of bats worry me here. I'm going to use Pence as a one-off, but I'm using some Bundy today, which is with a little little ballsy, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, if you guys want to get in on these drafts, we'll do one more. We got about 13 minutes. Uh, head on over, give me a follow. It's Mangone. You type in M-A-N-G-O-N-E, and you give me a follow, and you can get in on the drafts. If you haven't ever joined, uh, you know, download Draft on your phone and use the code Grinders, and you can get on in on these drafts with us. It's a lot of fun, Grant. 
Uh, let's do one more draft. Uh, how do you want to do this? You want to do a six man? What, what kind do you want to do? Pitchers only? It's, it's a pretty heavy pitchers day. Uh, I guess we can do pitchers only. That's fine with me. That would be interesting. Let's do it pitchers only. We'll only do six people. We'll we'll, uh, we'll limit it a little bit, and this will be fun. What do you want to name it? We don't want to let people know it's pitchers only. What do you want to name this thing? Hitters only? Let's name it pitchers only. Uh, Grant, that's, that, that defeats a purchase. I don't think people will join them, but we'll see what happens. Pitchers we only. We need four other people. If we don't get four, then who cares? All right. Three, two, one, go. Pitchers only. We haven't done this in a while. This will be interesting. Uh, I'm assuming we have enough guys to, to make this work. Uh, right? It's 15 Yeah, we games. filled in five seconds. You were worried. Yeah, we have uh, 15 games, so exactly 30 pitchers. And so someone's getting stuck with Hoffman. Someone's getting stuck with Smiley. Something. Someone's getting stuck stuck with carpenter it's it's going to be fun towards the end well here's the beauty of the draft grant like i should be happy right number one pick i get strasburg uh not so fast i'm probably getting one of those duds i mean the way the snake drafts work is you're not getting one of the last four pitchers you want first pick in this oh yeah you're right i was thinking i'm yeah, you're right. I was thinking I was getting that. So maybe I'm, uh, man, maybe I'm set. Maybe this is actually be perfect as the, uh, as this one. Let's see. We got Mr. Me mode. Uh, he said, enjoy the rake last. And this is awful. Yeah. I was thinking that my spot would be bad, but yeah, he's right. Uh, his spot is worse. That's not going to look at look so good. For him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's me and him are paying the rake. Um, yeah. I'm honestly, honestly consider getting a guy like, I don't know, just a random relief pitcher instead of going with uh, Genesis or Brault or Hoffman or Sparkman. Oh, gosh, it is ugly at the bottom of this draft. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun when we get to the last round. Can't wait to see that. Uh, can't wait to see what Mr. Mimo's team looks like. At the end, we'll definitely have to take a look at his team and see what it what it's shaping out to be. Uh, Grant, what, what have we not talked about? You got anything that uh, is on your mind for this slate that we haven't discussed yet? I mean, I think we've gone through most of the stuff. Um, just some soup or moderately off-the-board stacks. I already talked a little bit about um, the Padres. Again, I got pretty extreme splits to lefties compared to righties. Has been regressing in the wrong direction for a bit now. Start off the year just crushing. Still not bad numbers versus righties, though. That has not changed at all, but giving up enough hard contact where I think that this power, uh, let's see what was on the board. Um, the power in this uh, Padres team with Fran Mill, with Renfro, with Machado, all of them can just destroy Eikhoff. I'm probably going to go very heavy on the Padres the more and more I think about it. That's interesting because that's not a team that was on my radar much today. So It's on uh, no one's radar. Yeah, definitely not. People are not going to be looking that way too much. And uh, you guys see your buddy Thor is lurking in the background, having a good time. Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm he's, a- he's always sitting right next to me during the show. Yeah, man, uh, he's got to be here for the show too, right? Because Thor's pitching today. It's uh, it, it's perfect there. But um, let's look and see if there's any pitchers that we haven't discussed here down deep in the mud that we like. I mean, you talked about Lopez a little bit, Ronaldo. I mean, Pablo, he's been pretty solid this season, but he gets Milwaukee. I don't know. That kind of scares me, that matchup. Um, you know, Genesis is terrible. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know what cheap option I would go to. Maybe you go to Hater against the, the uh, Miami down here at the end. That wouldn't be a terrible route, right? Yeah. It's not horrible, but, I mean, it, just look. It, any bad pitcher outside of, like, Hoffman 
if they have any strikeout ability, then they're still worth taking. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough trying to decide between Sparkman, Peralt, Hoffman, Clark, and just completely punting with a relief pitcher. But you want more upside any given day. Any of those bottom four pitchers can still end up with a reasonable um, outcome. So in a pitchers-only tournament where you need some uh, some upside, most of the time you're going to end up with positive points. Yeah, that, that, that's totally fair. There, um, let's look at the top uh, picks that were made in this draft. So we went Strasburg first, then it went Snell, Syndergaard, Bumgarner, Paddock, Ryu. Interesting. What do you think about Bumgarner going before Ryu and even Paddock going? You yeah, keep Paddock no, I keep, life. I keep, the problem is Ryu. FYI, if you're doing drafts, Ryu is the easiest guy to get. He's only at 11.2 projection because they incorporate too much into his past, a little bit last season where he wasn't as dominant, but he is the most dominant or one of the most dominant pitchers in the majors right now. Um, the lower projection always means he gets overlooked. So getting him is is a great deal um, in pretty much any draft because like people go by projections. People don't notice that he's the top option available after the first two guys go off the board, but he's ranked as the eighth best pitcher on the slate according to their projections. All righty. And, oh, man, I was hoping Lo- Pablo Lopez would maybe get back to me. Maybe Ronaldo probably won't. You'll probably take him. I don't know what I'm going to be dealt with. And uh, T. Covey in chat, he's saying uh, Mangone's team is going to be stacked. You better believe it, man. Uh, that, that one pick is looking pretty nice for me. So hoping that will hang on. We'll have to see how it all shapes out. I wanted Bundy there. Thanks, Mimo. You always do this to me. Well, Bundy is upside, right? Like, that's the thing I guess that's nice around here. Like, you are shooting for first here, and Bundy's got the upside to kind of get you there. So I kind of like the Bundy call. What do you think about him on, like, uh, you know, salary formats? Any interest in him as a cheap guy? Because, again, like, if you pull up the salaries today, like, looking at the pitchers, I mean, it's ugly. Like, underneath Freed on DK, 7,800. Like, Freed's probably my favorite from 7,800 and below. But after that, man, it gets kind of ugly. So Bundy, I love on FanDuel. I love Bundy on FanDuel. Only 7-5 over there. I mean, same price on DraftKings, but salary is a little bit more important on FanDuel when you have the bats that are on this slate here. Again, like I said, a lot less Ks to lefties, but just doesn't give up bombs to lefties. And this Texas lineup is full of them. Throwing that change up a lot, getting soft contact or ground balls with it, getting pitchers off balance here. But a lot of these lefties, Chu, Santana, Adur, Guzman, all of them strike out versus righties at a pretty high clip. And looking at their uh, numbers against change-ups against righties, all of them whiff at a decent clip here. So the strikeout upside is there, and there's actually less downside than there normally is with Bundy. He can go late into the game. He isn't walking guys nearly enough. Again, he's pitching to contact a lot with lefties. I really, really like Bundy over on FanDuel. Jeez, yeah, Grant, this is getting ugly, man. I'm looking at these pitchers trying to figure out what to do. I think I'm going Clayton Richard. Oh, man, this is not pretty right now. Down Honestly, here. the fifth and sixth pick isn't too bad. Me and Mimo got four decent pitchers. We don't have the stuff like the eight. Well, we get an ace, and we get three decent ones. Um, you're stuck with just absolute trash for your last two picks. Yeah, I'm stuck with two duds, man. Uh, I don't know what to do. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is not good, Grant. I guess we're going with uh, Brault and praying. Hope for the best. Yeah, is more pitching today for the Mariners? I'm still not sure. I haven't looked into the Astros game too much because we don't have a line for it yet. 
because I'm not certain who's pitching. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what what you and Mimo are going to get left with, man. Like, so I'm Hoff- left with Clark. I'm left with Clark or Hoffman. So what is Mean Mode going to do? I'm guessing Hater or one of these pitchers, uh, the the relievers. Yeah, it's more even in the player pool. Moore's not even in the player pool, so he's stuck with a relief pitcher. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, hey, I might get some negatives out of the two guys I got. That was the problem with my team. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Look, NY Jets took Hater over Hoffman and Sparkman and Clark, so maybe Mimo just got bailed out. Yeah, I mean, or maybe he just got screwed. Who knows? Uh, do I want Clark or do I want Sparkman? Go Clark. Yeah, geez, it is, it's ugly down here. And I, I'm assuming Mean Mode goes Sparkman, and I'm sure he's – you know, not too mad about it compared to what he could have been dealt. Uh, so we'll have to see what he ends up taking here. We got five more minutes, guys. If you have any questions, fire them in. Uh, Devin, if you got any YouTube chat questions, we are happy to take those as well. Uh, maybe we'll do one of those. Uh, it's not a draft, but it's like, uh, dream team. yeah, the dream team formats. Let's do one of those grants. It's been a while since I've done the dream teams. Let's see. So if you haven't checked this guys, uh, this out, guys, the dream teams, where are they? Are they different uh, locations? Let's see. There's scroll, go to MLB, scroll down. Okay. People were asking earlier about how to do hitters-only drafts. You have to create them. Um, they're not in the lobby because there's not high enough demand for them yet. Uh, so you just create one and hope that other people join. That's, that's pretty much it. All right, and Mimo said he was prepared to take haters, so uh, that was he, what he was thinking, similar to what I was thinking. Let's join this $1 one, because I don't know, I haven't done this in a while, and it's almost about to fill, so let's jump on in. We get one pitcher here, Grant. That's it. Um, and it's a 56-man field, right? It's one of the larger fields. So you go Ryu. I, I agree. I was thinking that, too. So we dig down and look at Ryu's projection. Not a lot of people will go him. And then I think we can get pretty chalky from here, and I'm okay with it. Um. Do you want to just plug in the Cubs? Is that what we're going to do, or we, we want to be different in another? How one? how big of a draft are you doing, or drinking uh, are you doing? It's 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 a fifty six man. All right. Um, I mean, honestly, if you want to go ballsy, go with Oakland. Um, that 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 that's not happening. I'm not doing Oakland. Grant. I, Oakland, I yeah, they're a little bit more of a salary cap play over on DK. They're all yeah. too cheap. Cannon gives up a bunch of hard contact. Anaheim's a better home run ballpark that used to be by a wide margin. They've made some changes. Oakland is not going to get any ownership. Canning's a good arm, but doesn't go that deep into game, and they pull him at the first sign of weakness. Relies a bit on outside the strike zone swinging, which Oakland is elite at not doing. Has power one through five, and if they get Canha or anyone else in there, could potentially have a whole lot more power. I love Oakland for their price tags. Them and the Padres are going to be – I'm going to do some double stacks with them. Yeah, that, that, that makes more sense in, like, the large field, like, you know, 20,000 people in it, you know, $4 entry trying to take down the 20K. But here's here's what we're going to do, Grant. I've already I've already made my mind up, and it's my money, Grant. I'm going to do what I want with it. All right? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. You play the same guys as everyone else who's no. going to no, we're going Chris Bryant. We're going Javi Baez. We're not going Rizzo. We're going Javi Baez. So that's a little different there, maybe. Uh, you know, at least in our Cubs stacks, we're not having that. It's not that different. People are going to go with Baez, too. Hoffman, more of an extreme fly ball and hard contact guy to righties than he is versus lefties. People will actually look into splits and play Baez. And that he's, there are, he's already on their mind because of his price. All right, well, we'll see about that, Grant. We'll see. Now, what, what, what would you do in the outfield? I know what I'm planning on doing, but I want to hear what you'll do in the outfield uh garcia and meadows i like that i don't think that's a bad route uh 
maybe I'll do that. But I was thinking Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez. Is everyone else thinking that, though? That was my one concern. They are farther down on the list, but what do you think? People are going to use Schwarber. Um, outside of that, they're probably going to go for guys like Yelich, guys like Trout as one-offs. So going with Mookie and um, J.D., not a bad idea. Yep, Mookie and JD, we're going to plug this bad boy in. I like it. I'm a big fan, and we are going to fire away. Maybe I'll put that in another dream team, too. And that team is pretty well done. So if you guys want to jump in on these dream teams, scroll down, jump on in. They're a fun time. Devin was drinking Fireball on his birthday? Oh, man. D-Train. Proud of you. Nice. Uh, but listen, Grant, we got to go. We got a show coming up for Yahoo. It's Britt Devine. It's Bobby Fi. After that, it's Dean78904 and some poor guy that has to work with him. And then after that, we got Kevin Roth, Mr. Tuttle, JSU Rav. We have them doing the premium uh, for the crunch time. I almost forgot the name of it, Grant. Uh, the crunch time show check that out if you guys have it and then don't forget there's one more show tonight it's pga we have a new guy jumping in uh if you've been watching the shows we got notorious we got reddit kachik i don't know how to say his name dave matthews yeah rika cheek he's he's won a ton of money i think he's won a million dollars so he's a new guy providing content for pga and we got pat perry it looks like he's filling in as well so check all that out guys we got tons of content all day long but we got to get on out of here for me travis mangone for grant for no promos we're out of here Tickets. with six of my favorite plays for you tonight on yahoo i got a bunch of bats for you under twenty dollars and a starting pitcher that gives you some elite upside at a discount who are we playing tonight billy up to the fantasy bar and find out welcome in guys tuesday edition and damn it feels good to be back here in the fantasy bar missed it here in my favorite place and thank you to everybody that reached out all the well wishers i greatly appreciate it but good to be back want to take a second and say thank you to my boy head chopper for tending to the bar while i was gone did a great job but we're back with six of my favorite plays for tonight on yahoo five bats one pitcher let's get into it for today let's start with a few news and notes here Texas, Baltimore, total of 11. Too easy. Don't need to give you bats from that game. Stack it up. Do whatever you got to do. Get some exposure in your cash games. Might have some wind blowing out in Wrigley Field. Too easy. Want to give you some bats and some pitchers outside of that game. And a weather note, keep an eye on the weather. St. Louis, possibly Kansas City as well. Now, let's get to some guys outside of those obvious spots. Let's start in the outfield. Ronald Acuna Jr., $20. So our most expensive bat here today, $20. We'll give you a bunch of guys under $20, but love this spot for Ronald Acuna. You see that huge hard contact rate. Anything over 40 is good. Anything over 50, absolutely elite. And this guy approaching 55%. Not only that, but the ISO at 340. The Woba, well over 400 here. It matches up very well with Stephen Brault's top two pitches. That's the fastball and the changeup. We're talking about Wobas, well over 400. We're talking about ISOs. Both nearing 350 on both of those pitches. And I know Brawl not going to go deep into this game, but Acuna hitting leadoff should get at least two at-bats against him, not to mention get into this bullpen. And Brawl 
as you'd expect. Really struggles with righties. Wova over 400. ISO sitting at 224. And the hard contact rate over 40%. Ronald Acuna leads off for the Braves. Also going to lead off for us here in the six-pack at $20. Let's go to the infield here under $20 with shortstop Corey Seager, 18 bucks. So the power stick in play. We saw it last night, and that's three home runs for him now over the last six, and nice numbers for him against right-handed pitching this season, and that's with a BABIP under 300. If you're not sure what BABIP is, batting average on balls in play, anything under 300 means the guy's been a bit unlucky here, and that's what we've had with Corey Seager, but still solid numbers, 258 ISO, 378 is where that weighted OBA sits for him. And Mr. Clark, obviously, very limited sample, but you see a sub-10% strikeout rate. And Seager, not a guy that strikes out a ton, but when I see that number under 10%, I like to see it. You add that to the Woba over 400, a lot of the lefties, a 243 ISO, and the Dodgers in a very good spot here tonight. A lot of ways you can go with the Dodgers, especially the left-handed hitters. We're going to go with the discount on Corey Seager. At just $18, let's stay on the infield. Pick number three for us. Third baseman, Yandy Diaz, $17. So another guy absolutely hammering left-handed pitching here. 340 ISO, 435 is the weighted OBA. And you talk about hard contact, 60% for Diaz. So we spotlighted that number on Acuna at 54%. Diaz said, hold my beer. I'm going 60% on you. Not to mention that, but 11% in the high value hit category. And when you dig into the pitch types here, which we're gonna do once again, again, you can find all this information on our plate IQ tool over at Rotor Grinders and Carpenter, another guy with a very limited sample. But Diaz does well against every one of this guy's top three pitches. Woba over 400 against every one of them. And Carpenter also allowing a 390 Woba, 328 ISO, hard contact rate sitting at 39%. So a great pitch matchup here. Or Yane Diaz, a little bit too cheap in my opinion, at $17. Let's roll out in the mid-range on the infield over to first base with Eric Hosmer, $16. So Hosmer numbers are solid against right-handers, ISO nearing 200. You see that Wova over 370, but I really like the matchup here with Jared Eikhoff. Anytime I see him on a slate, I instantly think left-handed hitters. So we go to Eric Hosmer here for the Padres. Couple lefties there. But he's the one I want. Eikhoff giving up a Woba over 400, an ISO over 350, a strikeout rate under 20% against left-handed pitching. And the old mix we like to see, fly ball rate and hard contact. Now, 61% fly ball rate, probably not a sustainable number here for Eikhoff. That number's going to come down. But the hard contact nearing 50% and the beer gut, your intuition, the guys that you just think you got to get into that lineup, me tonight, that's Eric Hosmer, normally a guy I don't play a ton. Maybe his first ever appearance here in the Daily Fantasy Bar, but the beer guts loving him tonight against Jared Eikhoff at $16. Let's continue here with the mid-range and some value. Under $20, back to the outfield. Andrew Benintendi, $17. So nice string of games here for Benintendi. Three multi-hit games for him now over the last seven games. And we look again. At pitch types, Benintendi, a very good fastball hitter, and that's what Sparkman loves to use against left-handed hitters. We're talking about almost a 400 Woba for Benintendi against that pitch, 236 ISO form as well. And Sparkman, another guy, very limited sample, but he does give up that lethal mix that we want. 44% hard contact rate, 48% fly ball rate, and ISO at 250. Red Sox, another team I really like tonight, Andrew Benintendi. A guy maybe a little bit off the radar, maybe under those studs, but a guy you want to get in those lineups tonight 
at just $17. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play of the night. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast in the night? Get in that comment section. Let us know. And while you're there on YouTube, if you enjoy your time in the fantasy bar, like I always say, very simple, guys. Click that thumbs up button. That tells me you're having a good time here, and it helps us out greatly. And I want to say thank you for hitting that button and stopping by the fantasy bar. But we're not done yet. Let's take a look at my favorite play. You know Mass, the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We have not given you a starting pitcher yet. I've saved him for last. We're going to roll with starting pitcher Noah Syndergaard. $45 tonight's beast of the night. Now you some great pitching options tonight, no doubt. You got Steven Strasburg, you got Blake Snell, you got a lot of ways that you can go tonight. A lot of people kind of bailed on Noah Syndergaard, but still a guy I believe in. And in this matchup, I really want some exposure here at this price point. Current Giants bats, we're talking about a 64 at bat sample size, so nothing major, but big enough sample where I'm going to believe it. Over under 200 for these guys against Syndergaard in their career. You look at team wise. Bottom 10 in Woba and ISO against right-handed pitching. We know this team doesn't pack a lot of punch. Strikeout rate about middle of the pack. And people say Syndergaard strikeouts are down. Sure, overall they're down, but I've still seen some spike games from him. Two nine strikeout games, one 10 strikeout game. Fantasy point-wise, I see a 30. I see a 46 in the game logs, and that's over the last month. So, sure, the strikeout rate may be down as a whole, but this guy still possesses that GPP winning upside, I think he can definitely threaten 10 strikeouts in this matchup. Noah Syndergaard, let's go big. Let's call them damn 10 strikeouts against the Giants. Noah Syndergaard, easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Tuesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comments section or reach out and follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck, guys. Again, great to be back, and we'll be right back here tomorrow with more picks on Wednesday. Good luck, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Yahoo Show here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine uh, here with Bobby Fi. Bobby's filling in for Boggs. Was feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, Bobby, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. Happy to be here with you. This is a phenomenal slate. I'm really excited. I've been up really early because I wanted a script. So really prepared, really excited to be doing the show. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you like more? Do you like the 15-game slates or do you like the three-game slate? What, what was the schedule yesterday in baseball, by the way? Why did they make it so horrible? I, I don't understand this. What was, did they think like NBA Finals was, was starting that day or something? I, I don't get that schedule yesterday. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't care if there was hockey going on. I don't think that most of us, at least a lot of us, even knew that was happening. Yeah, um, and this is our job. Like, I mean, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it really was annoying. But, uh, you know, I actually thought I was off to a flying start. I played Seager somehow was 7% owned on FanDuel in mm-hmm. the big tournaments. I have no idea why, but I thought I was going to win the money and ended up okay, but not, you know, not being a good night, great night, obviously. Yeah, Hopefully we can win the, the money today, both for us and some of our viewers. Uh, this is the Yahoo show. We're going to talk quite a bit on Yahoo pricing. We'll hit on a couple other things uh, as ne- as needed throughout the industry. But uh, don't forget Yahoo. They have uh, kind of like the rake-free tournament. You got to get in that early just about every single day. Uh, it fills up by like noon or something. So if you're looking to play tournaments, not pay any rake on it. I think it was three bucks today, um, but you can't get in into it now. Um, more of a, a reminder for future slates if you wanted to play in it. Make sure to jump in it early, check it late at night, and make sure you get your entries into it because it's one of the better tournaments out there. Um, yeah, fun. Anytime you can play rake-free uh, sounds pretty good. But uh, I want to jump into this, Bobby, because we've got 15 games today. Let's cut the nonsense, and there's a lot of good pitchers on the slate today. And on Yahoo, I almost always, almost always pay up for the Strasburgs or the Snells, right, on Yahoo today. But I think there's a couple guys who are just a little mispriced at pitcher, and I'm not finding myself – normally I'm jamming – I jam in Strasburg. I think Strasburg's a great play today. I think Snell's a great play today. But there's also some really good bats, and you can get a pretty good combo of pitchers and bats if you look at the next tier. So how do you think we should be approaching kind of this top tier of pitching? It's a really interesting one, man. Um, I'm playing a lot of tournaments, and I have different exposures to different guys. I'd like to have a tighter pool, but I, I think Strasburg is is my top guy overall. That's just what I'm going to go with. Um, I, he's, I think that there's ways to get him in, at least on other sites. I think you can do it as well over here on Yahoo. I think that it makes the most sense to pay up for him, but I also don't mind going with some of these these lower-tier guys. Just on Yahoo, you don't get – I don't feel like the savings matter quite as much over here because mm-hmm. – I think you really want that great pitching performance and uh, probably, you know, Strasburg and Snell is where you want to start it. And I mean, you look at it and you have, you have a guy in Snell who has faced more than 24 batters exactly once this year. And you have Strasburg who has faced less than 24 batters zero times. So I'm going to give the edge to the guy with the longer leash. They do tend to, you know, Snell, it's not like he can't get there and end up throwing a complete game. Even he could be very efficient, but uh, for the most part, he gets a little bit more coddled. It's funny to say that, you know, we like Strasburg because the other pitcher is getting not coddled, but coddled like, you know, similarly to how mm-hmm. Strasburg used to get coddled. But uh, yeah, so I give the edge to Strasburg. That's that's my number one. I really don't mind uh, Snell or Ryu for tournaments, though. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm, I'm kind of debating this in my head. I haven't decided if I'm going to play Strasburg as my SP1. I do like him over Snell. I'm in agreement with you on that one. If I was going to pay for one of them. I think Strasburg's matchup is about as good as it gets going up against the White Sox. Lots of strikeouts, and Strasburg's been so good. You can go National to Snell. Park. Yeah, you can go to Snell, and uh, you're going to see sort of the same things as well here today. But I think Strasburg just has uh, a little bit more going for him today. And uh, 
and that last outing, it was like really warm. So I guess you don't have to worry about Sweatsburg anymore, Bobby, with him uh, kind of always faltering in those hot games. He, it came through, he came through uh, if he used him that last time out. So maybe he's kind of worked through his issues there. That's something I'll monitor uh, throughout the season. As I, well. but, I play less Strasburg than anybody in the industry. So I don't know if it's a good or a bad sign that I'm, I'm high on him as much as I am, but it's, it's just what it is. Like, I, I, I agree. It's just the matchup is better. The, the, the upside is higher. Um, hard for me not to go there just because of the leash. I feel like the leash is longer. Yeah. Um, going down just a little bit, the, the problem I'm having is spending up for the Strasburgs and the Snells is that kind of the second tier of pitchers and the Noah Syndergaards and the Madison Bumgartner are just inexplicably cheap on Yahoo. I actually think Syndergaard might be priced appropriately. Uh, he's only had a couple of good games, but when he's on, he, he, he will go a little deeper into games. Hasn't really come through. I came across a stat today. The first time through the lineup, he's like lights out one of the best pitchers in the league. The second time through the lineup, he's like one of the worst pitchers in the league. So uh, I don't know if he's getting gassed or he's tipping his pitches. I know there was talk about that, but just hasn't been as amazing as we thought he could be. And uh, you, you go to plate IQ and it looks pretty good. There's a lot of green in his numbers. The one thing that's really standing out, the Babbitt, pretty high. So maybe he's getting a little unlucky there. What are you doing in this matchup? Syndergaard or Bumgarner? Do you have one that you would prefer more than the other? Definitely, I prefer Syndergaard. I don't love either, and I'm open to both. I'm, I think Syndergaard, I, by the end of the day, I just have the feeling I'm going to end up playing more of him than I originally was planning on it, especially if his ownership doesn't creep up, which I think it will. Um, but that was sort of my original, like – I actually think that even if he's not a high, even if it's not a high K thing, it's just, it feels so safe that, you know, to limit the damage. I don't really see like, it's not like you're paying a ton for him either. And he's a pretty significant savings off the other guys. And and also it wouldn't surprise me if, would it be that big of a shocker if he had the biggest night of any pitcher, even if it's not most likely, I think you got to take some shots with him. I'm finding myself about double the field on him on, on other sites on Yahoo over here, I think that it, I would probably be about the same. I haven't built my Yahoo lineups. I usually wait till after these shows, mm-hmm. but I think he would be probably uh, probably about double the field, maybe around 25% or so. Um, sorry if my mic's giving you problems on here. I guess I need a new cord on my microphone. Um, the one guy I'm definitely going to use, so if I don't use Syndergaard as my SP1, I'm very likely to use uh, Madison Bumgarner, who's just 39 bucks on Yahoo. That is too low for Madison Bumgarner today. Uh, a good matchup, always goes deep into games too, uh, so you don't really have to worry about any pitch count. The Mets have plenty of strikeouts. You can see in plate IQ, there's enough reds here. Um, definitely not as good of a pitcher uh, in real life, I think, as Cindergard. Um, there is a lot more red in plate IQ than there is green, uh, at least for you know when you're comparing to Cindergard. But I like the strikeout upside for him today. He's got a good pitcher's park, um, and that price tag, he should be – I think Syndergaard should probably be closer to 50. I think Bumgarner should be closer to 50 as well today. And uh, I'm definitely going to have Bumgarner on my teams. And then uh, how I'm deciding right now is if I'm going to use Syndergaard and get a couple more bats or if I'm going to go all the way up to Strasburg. So um, I like Bumgarner quite a bit today, Bobby. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I didn't realize his price was quite as low as it was over here. Like I said, I usually wait till after. At this price, I actually think this is a – yeah, it's a really strong play. Um, I actually don't mind if you want to play both of those guys <laughs> together. Like that's, that's another uh, interesting route to go. I don't mind that. Uh, I, Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be popular elsewhere. I probably would skip it over here on Yahoo. I don't think that you need, like, it's not like he's going to have, I don't think like this crazy out, you know, landish performance that you need to have him. Maybe it'll happen, 
Um, but I don't think that he's going to be high owned on Yahoo as well, which he shouldn't be because honestly, like with the price differences, like I'd much rather take a shot and especially in tournaments on a guy like Bieber. And obviously I'd prefer Bumgarner mm-hmm. I think, uh, is a much safer play uh, with basically probably a little more upside. Yeah. I want to talk about, uh, how about your Dodger boy, uh, Hinjun Ryu uh, in contention for one of the best pitchers in baseball this season. Um, you always kind of have to worry about his pitch count. He stopped a hundred, a couple of times when he's on, He's on, uh, and his plate IQ looks stellar. The one problem is this Arizona offense. Uh, you know, you pull up plate IQ with them against lefties, and uh, where is this game? They're at in Arizona. Here it is. Uh, let me pull up the Arizona hitters uh, over here, Bobby. The ISO and Wobas this year. There isn't another team that's basically like this in all the baseball, um, with just kind of like green almost everywhere. Not a ton of strikeouts. Uh, I think the high price on Ryu would certainly keep me off of him in cash games. I don't mind him in tournaments, but I think there's obviously more risk here than there is with the Snells and with the Strasburgs. I don't agree about the risk. I actually think he's like, I mean, sure, there's risk at him not not having like a, a, a top, the very top performance, but I think he's pretty safe to have a, I mean, he's been phenomenal in every game. He hasn't given up more than two runs in the start yet. There's there's really not a whole lot of risk with with rostering him. It's just, can you get that max performance? I think that you can. Um, I, I I don't think that the the lineup scares me when he's going like this. I don't think it matters at all who he's facing. He 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 gets in these grooves. The only thing is like, the, am I gonna pay that much for him versus a guy with a much higher K rate? You know, in a better matchup in Strasburg. It's just, that's the only argument. But at no ownership in tournaments, I absolutely love playing Ryu over these guys. And then we talked a little bit on Snell. Uh, I know he's a little bit cheaper than Strasburg. Uh, I, I think I prefer Strasburg over him. I was looking at the bat today. The bat has Strasburg, you know, projected significantly better than Snell, uh, at least uh, all the times I've looked at it today. I still like Snell quite a bit today. The only thing that's really keeping him down is this, the last game, he, he faltered a little bit and it kind of moved people, uh, I think, kind of their, their thoughts against him. And you mentioned the pitch count as well. Where do you see him kind of falling? I can look at... Uh, let me see if I can get our projected ownership. I think I got to zoom back out here. Give me one second. I'm making Devin's life hell as I move the screen in and out on him. Um, but we're currently projecting, uh, at least for ownership, we've got Snell uh, on Yahoo as the highest. Uh, I think Strasburg might end up edging him out there. Um, we'll talk about Erod in a second. I think Erod maybe a little bit more in play on DraftKings because his price over there is significantly less and I can play a guy like Bumgartner on, uh, uh, on Yahoo pretty easily today. Um, where do you see the ownership on these two fall? I think I, if I, if I was looking at ours, I, I might flip these two, right? Here. You think that, well, you mean you might flip how you would own it? Yeah. I think Strasburg is going to end up higher on today. Oh yeah. I'd be surprised if he, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not a little bit higher on. And also I just want to point out if, if we're going to keep making these comments about, you know, Ryu, because he's a Dodger pitcher that maybe there's a pitch thing. Honestly, he's still working deeper into games than all these guys are. And guys like Snell are the real guys you have to worry about. He's much more limited than, than Ryu is. Ryu's got a much longer leash for the most part. Snell might get one game out of 15 like that. Ryu, Ryu almost threw back to back, you know, complete games earlier, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, anyway, I, I, I just, I, I like Snell. I like I like all the guys at the top. I'm just siding with Strasburg for the most part. And mm-hmm. honestly, on other sites, I mostly am going to try and go in the middle range because I love the Dodgers and I like some other lineups that are have really expensive bats. So I need to pay down at pitching a little bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's uh, haven't really gone hurting me much this year paying down at pitching. There hasn't been a whole lot of slates where 
the pitchers are the ones who absolutely broke the slate. It's the bats, all the home runs, but uh, we got to see Cardi, Cardi posted something and maybe they changed the ball again. And now maybe the home runs might not be there uh, at least in the last week or so. It's, it's always interesting. Cause you never, you never know the ball is such an integral part of, is it going to be a home run or is it not? And you know, you got to kind of keep an eye on these things. So mm-hmm. um, the rest of these pitchers, I want to talk about from an ownership perspective and tournament upside guys like Paddock, Tanaka, and don't don't forget Castillo up until his last two games was basically like the best pitcher in all of baseball mm-hmm. he's gonna have a pretty right-handed heavy lineup here today in St. Louis these guys are gonna have almost no ownership on Yahoo today I wouldn't mind um let's say you got in that rake free tournament earlier in the day and you got your 10 teams in there I wouldn't mind foregoing uh, a Cindergaard or a, a Strasburg lineup or two to play uh, Castillo, to play uh, uh, Chris Paddock, somebody like that. These guys have a lot of upside. They're going to come with no ownership, and uh, I'll, I like no ownership on good players on a 15-game slate. Yeah, I, I don't find myself going as much to Paddock tonight, and it's the first time I really haven't played him as much, but I do like the no ownership. I like that the, the ownership's going to be so low. I think I would just side with Castillo, um, assuming the weather's okay there. I I mean, his price over here is, is is also, you know, a little bit cheaper than it is percentage-wise on some of the other sites. So I'm okay with that. I just I've, – I've built a lot of lineups, and I don't really find the, these guys in a ton of them. I'm going a little further down when I'm, you know uh, – when I go past Indigard. I'm, I'm taking some shots on some guys, like, on in the DK, on the in the 7 to 8K range, a lot of that. Um, so Erod's in that range, and he's also cheap on on Yahoo. What do you what do you think about him? Yahoo. Is he? He's third. Oh, yeah. He's forty-one. I mean, he's he's not. Yeah. There, there's a couple guys cheaper. I think you can mess around with on Yahoo, but on DK specifically, a lot of the guys play on DraftKings. Erod looks to be one of the chalkier plays over there. You compare him with a Snell or Strasburg pretty easily and get a mix of good pitching and good bats for tournaments on the big slate like tonight. I don't know. I think I'd be more apt like you to to kind of go in the mid tier on all my pitchers to get all the bats that I want today. Um, but Erod looks pretty good in Kansas City. The only problem, it's warm. Uh, I think it's a little humid out there today, but I, I think he has a, a reasonable expectation. Agreed. Um, yeah, I totally, totally agree. Uh, let me bring him up here on the plate IQ for everybody. Uh, so you can see uh, not a ton of strikeouts, at least at the top of the lineup, but the bottom of the lineup should be pretty ripe with them. Um, enough strikeout percentage to righties, reasonably good versus lefties as well. Uh, so yeah, you gotta 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 get some Erod, I think, in your life today. Would you play him? I know this is the tournament show, um, but I think a lot of people are are looking at Erod in cash games today. That's always a little risky to me, but I, I think on DK you can make that work today. I think you can make it work. Um, I would, you know, I would probably try to do something different, but mm-hmm. I definitely understand it. Um, you know, and there's there's other guys who are in that. There's a lot of upside for tournaments with some of these guys who I don't think are going to be owned at all. So, or, or just are cheap and or not going to be owned at all. So that's sort of where I'm going. It's going to be pretty chalky. So I'm going to have a fair bit of them, but I'm probably not going to play as much as the the field. It's going to be around 30%. I'll probably be in the 20% range just because I want to be a little off the field. I don't feel like this is the the ultimate dream matchup. You've got other guys, you know, Max Fried just beneath him at 7,800, I think is, uh, you know, they're pretty similar in, in my mind tonight. So I don't really have a problem. Let's, let's take a look at Freed because this Pirates lineup came out and it looks like it's pretty garbage today, right? There's no Josh Bell. Anytime you take Josh Bell out of the lineup, uh, the lineup's going to get a lot worse, even against the lefty. So there are some plenty of strikeouts. It's just a lot of guys that aren't really good. Marte's been horrible against lefties this year. Um, 
and they don't really have any lefties going up against him today. He still has a 22% strikeout percentage. Freed's a pretty good pitcher here today, uh, a ballpark upgrade for him. Uh, I'm not I'm not sleeping on Freed once I saw this Pirates lineup. Uh, he wasn't really on my radar, but he's certainly on it now. Yeah, the Pir- and even if they didn't have their lineup, these, this is a weak lineup in general against lefties that has a huge – I mean, you get a huge amount of upside against these guys uh, when you throw a lefty at them. So I, I, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm really good with Freed. Freed. Um, I, re- I am worried because I, I actually kind of like some of the San Diego bats, but I, I think Eikhoff has to at least be in the conversation. We can talk about how terrible he's been, but you got to look at some of those matchups. This is a much, much better matchup for him. It's a terrible umpire, partly why I don't like Paddock. But Eikhoff at 7,100, you know, this guy has 35 fantasy point upside against a team like the Padres. He's done it before this year. Um, not against the Padres, but he's done it. Um, I, I think that he's another guy who's an interesting, uh, an interesting guy in that sort of same range. Uh, I want to bring up someone who I really don't use for DFS all too often, and usually not on 15-game slates, Bobby. But uh, Chase Anderson, he's uh, facing Miami today. And Miami isn't exactly a great offense, specifically against right-handed pitching. If there was ever a time to use Chase Anderson, I don't think it's on Yahoo. I think the 39, I could find better deals. But on on DraftKings specifically, his price is, I don't know, I guess guess it's pretty good. It allows you to get your Dodger stacks. It allows you to make a Milwaukee stack or a Braves stack. I mean, he's kind of one of the keys of the lower-priced pitchers that allows you to get the good bats that you want today. Um, Don't use them too much, but I'm debating at least on DK today. I think he's got, I mean, like, when's the, has he had a 20 fantasy point, like using DK scoring, has he had a 20 fantasy point scoring game in the last couple of years? I don't know if he has. He's had, he had, he's hit two on Yahoo, but maybe one of those was, was uh 20 on DK. Yeah. He has, he, no, he, no, he definitely didn't hit this year. On that year. was against your Dodgers. He definitely did. Hit, yeah. He went five innings. That's his max. <laughs> he went through 96 pitches in five innings. Him and Zach Davies are both decent real life pitchers better than we give him credit for. Uh, who also can't work very deep into games, especially Anderson because of his walk rate. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that it's kind of – I think playing Anderson over Eikhoff in tournaments is really stupid. Um, that's just flat out right. I understand the Miami thing. I'm going to have some Anderson, but I think I'll play him with Eikhoff in my tournaments when I play him. Um, just sort of go with the, you know, the two guys at the same price, basically. I don't really think that the upside is that immense for him. It's it, – Best case, he gets six in it. You know, he gets to that 20 or whatever. But with Eikhoff, this guy's hit, you know, 25 a number of times this year. Mm-hmm. And I just would rather go that way in tournaments. They'll go for the guys with upside. Sure, Chase Anderson might, you know, get like two five-pitch innings early on and end up going seven and being really good. But I just personally would rather go the other way with Eikhoff. And then are you messing around with uh, with Smeltzer at all in Minnesota, Chicago? Or uh, Cleveland's just been horrific against lefties basically all year. Had himself a good outing, not a great prospect or anything like that. But – we like strikeouts. He did it against Milwaukee. I mean, if he can do it against Milwaukee, why can't he do it against Cleveland? Hey, I know this is a, a Dodger guy here, um, former Dodger guy. Uh, I think that he's in play. I don't feel good about it at all. Um, I understand the numbers for Cleveland. It's hard for me, though, because I still want to re- you know, go to the long term. Like, Jose Ramirez is not the player he's been this year. Yeah. Um, Francisco Lindor has always crushed left-handed pitching. Uh Leplo, Leplo is just just crushing left-handed pitching. It's like if he had just just faced lefties, this guy would be like Cody Bellinger or something. Um, so I actually like those three bats against him. I will. I think over here on at this price, you gotta take some shots at 27. That's so cheap. That's a little bit of a 
a different range where that can you know, get you your cub stack. Yeah, that gets you anything you want. Pretty, much. I mean, well, a lot of what you want. So I, I really like this over here on on Yahoo. But in general, like, don't be fooled. This is not a safe matchup. This is not. I, I actually think that there's some merit in stacking the twins. There's too many other good stacks, so I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they explode. Um, I think their offense is going to get much, much better as the season progresses. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to some of the positions. We'll get some stacks in here as well for the, the tournament players. Uh, so catcher today on Yahoo, I'm looking. Usually I go like super cheap in like the 7 or $8. There are some plays down there if you want to mess around. But we got a win game in Wrigley. And this is this kind of depends if I go Cindergard and Bumgartner or if I spend up on pitching and can't afford, uh, you know, uh, the catcher that I want today. But we've got uh, where is can I not find them? Hold on one second. Already, oh Carterini. So uh, seven bucks actually. All right, so. Um, the catcher's change. I didn't catch that lineup for the Cubs here. Even better. Now I have more money to get all the pitching that I want today, Bobby. Is there uh, no Contreras? I didn't see it either. Yeah, Contreras, no Contreras. Contreras isn't in there apparently. So uh, Caratini's in there for seven. How, how do you not play a $7 Cubs win game uh, catcher? This is like the biggest lock of the day here on, on Yahoo. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I mean, Caratini is actually like, I mean, he's got whatever. He might not be a, much of a hitter, but like he, he does have a little bit of pop yeah. up to where you feel good about it. So I love that. Um, I, it's interesting that every catcher I, I actually had in my original lineup builds, none of them are actually catching today. Um, so Caratini, definitely, I, I love him over here. The, just just like lock him in in pretty much all formats, right? Yeah, he, he's going to be close to like 100% in cash games, I think, today. In tournaments, it's interesting because people will just be plugging in it, him in there. Um, I, I might fade him if I had uh, 10 tournament teams on Yahoo today. Maybe sure. I'd only use him in one or two. He's just, he's going to be overly popular for a minimum price catcher on Yahoo today. So that would be a clear fade. Um, but at least in cash games uh, from good players, I would expect to see him at basically a hundred percent ownership. Yeah. Um, what else? A uh, real Mutos, a little bit too cheap at 11. He's got the, the tougher mat matchup against Paddock, but I mean, Real Muto shouldn't be 11. I think he's a reasonably good swerve um, from Caratini. And then other than that, you've got your, you know, your Tyler Flowers. You've got a couple other guys. Uh, Mike Zunino looks pretty good uh, against Detroit today. But those guys are all a little bit too expensive for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I get it over here. I, I do love Zunino as a part of those Tampa Bay stacks. I really, Tampa Bay is another team I'm very high on today. Tampa Bay and the Dodgers are two of my my heavier stacks. Yep, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that pretty uh, pretty easily. Let's go to first base. Uh, I want this is where it's tough because if you want to play the Cubs, if you want to play Rizzo and Bryant, it just costs so much. So like I want to play Rizzo, but it's almost impossible to play these twenty seven dollar hitters on Yahoo most at nights, and that's not really where I'm I'm looking at. I'm kind of looking at the the cheap to low end tier. If you want to get exposure to the win game, um, but he's not a cub, you've got Daniel Murphy, who's nine bucks. There's a couple other uh, first basemen out there today as well. Um, Murphy's someone I was looking to plug in. I think Goldschmidt's probably a little bit cheap, uh, even though it's against Castillo. There is a little bit of weather in that game, but to get Paul Goldschmidt at 12 bucks seems against any pitcher seems just too cheap. Um, Matt Olson looks pretty good. Matt Adams. There's a lot to like at first base, but if you do happen to need some money, uh, I think Murphy looks to be like someone I'm, I'm, I'm highly interested in. Yeah, I agree that Murphy, uh, th there's a lot of really, I think there's a lot of good plays that are value at, 
first base uh, on Yahoo. I think it would go Murphy would be the, the ultimate value. I really like Eric Thames. Um, mm-hmm. $11 is too cheap for him. I actually like even against Ryu, as, the, as sick as this sounds, just just a, a, a flyer if you feel like you have a chalky lineup and you want to throw in something different. I don't mind throwing Christian Walker in there. Uh, just at a minimum price, the guy has power upside. I'm not going to like, don't go crazy with this because the real guys I'd prefer. Um, I think that I would, if I was just going to spend down, you know, if, for the minimum on anybody, it would be Tyler white. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I was, but because I'm stacking so many Dodgers, I wouldn't mind throwing Beatty in there. And we talk about pinch hit risk a lot, which is a real thing. Um, but I actually think that, you know, if the Dodgers can lay it on and stuff that you'll, you'll see him get more run. Freeze has been playing a lot also. So they're also not going to bring in a lefty to try and get the bat into Freeze's hands instead of bait. Like it doesn't make any sense. So mm-hmm. I like Beatty a lot. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to throw in Murphy. I like the Thames call you had too. Those are probably the two guys. I like the Milwaukee team to probably score some runs today. Uh, I'm going to throw Murphy in for some cost savings because there are some more expensive bats that we're going to get to in a second here. And I, I think he just kind of gives us enough money. Um, what uh, Caratini does is now it, it's going to kind of elevate me to where I'm able to get the Strasburg Bumgarner lineup instead of playing a guy like Syndergaard. Maybe I have to forego one bat, but with 15 games, there's so many minimum price players on Yahoo. I think I'm going to be able to make that work today. So uh, moving on to second, of course, you've got your board. Yahoo, you might want to like just play. I mean, I'm doing it on DraftKings, but like play a lineup with 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 Snell and Strasburg. Like you can do it over here. Like there's enough cheap bats where you can make that lineup work. Um, on second, of course, we've got Max Muncy, but again, he's extremely elevated in price, you know, for good reason over everybody else today. So I don't have that type of money. Uh, I'm kind of going a little cheaper. There's Ozzy Albies uh, against the lefty. I think that's good. Kipnis, um, but if you keep going all the way down, there's there's just like too many cheap second basemen, uh, I think, to kind of spend up on your boy Muncy. Uh, what would you be doing at second base today? So obviously, I love Muncy for tournaments. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, I, I completely under, and even that, by the way, even with my Dodger stacks, I find myself leaving him out a little bit much, a little bit, because he's just so expensive. But uh, I think the, the pay downs, like, you know, we, there are some scary bats, but like Colton Wong is too cheap. I'm just curious where he ends up in the lineup. I don't know. I don't think they've come out yet. It might've come out while we're on the air. Um, but it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of gross. So I think the easiest thing to do is just play Albies or I know he's been horrible, but I still would play Odor. Yeah. Odor is kind of the, was the guy I was looking at today. The only problem is the ownership is annoying to me because he's been so terrible. You keep hoping people will be off of him. No, they always play him him anyway. So it's like the same, you know, I don't know. So I I personally, uh, it's not a position where I I don't think, you know, you need to get too creative, play, play those guys, like play Ryan McMahon. um, If you want to get other exposure to that game, but I don't love it at even $10. It's just not a position that I'm really in love with over here on Yahoo. So if I'm paying up, I'm going to pay month for Muncie. I'm paying down. I'm going to play, you know, a combination of, of Wong <laughs> Albies is probably going to get mm-hmm. percent of my ownership, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like Albies even down in the lineup against the lefty. That's just, it's, I know the park's not great, but that's just too good of a spot. Uh, I think today for a lot of the Atlanta players, I'm going to throw Odorin. Uh, I think he's going to end up being the chalkiest player. I like to highlight uh, at least what I think is going to be some of the chalkier plays. And then we'll get into tournaments to, to close out the show. Yeah. Dozier as part of a Washington snack stack, oh, by yeah. the way, is interesting. Yeah, you can play. You can convince me to play some Kipnis. You can play McMahon. There, are, there's a there's a lot of swerves in tournaments if second base isn't part of a, a stack that you're making mm-hmm. to not play Odor to not play Albies. 
Um, and I think some of those guys have plenty of upside as well. Just think, I think Odor and Alves are probably going to drop most of their ownership today. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to third, there's, uh, again, of course, if you can play Chris Bryant, I would play Chris Bryant. Um, third base is just all the good plays are, are really expensive. Um, even Yandy Diaz leading off on the road, probably going to get five at bats. He's 17 bucks. Uh, you actually can make with Caratini. That's kind of one of the concessions you're going to be able to actually spend up on if you want to now instead of playing Contreras. Um, Vlad's just 15. I know it's against um, Tanaka, but that's still pretty good. Donaldson against the lefty, even though he's been trash, looks pretty good. Um, the bat likes Carpenter, but I think I, I'd probably pass on that in favor of uh, a Donaldson or maybe getting up to Yandy Diaz, something like that. Um, where, where do you think you're going to land if you're not on, uh, on, of course, your Dodgers? Well, there's a lot. So I actually really like this position a lot, and there's a lot, a lot of, guys of good a bunch of different price price tiers too. Um, just to start with the bottom, like, I mean, obviously, it's not the same savings you're getting on DraftKings, so it's harder to, or even on FanDuel. Well, actually, DraftKings really though. Travis Shaw at seven dollars over here, minimum cost, mm-hmm. but really being at twenty five hundred on fantasy on DraftKings is or fantasy draft, like, is that's really it really stands out because that's extreme savings for a guy with multi home run upside. He's been playing every day in the minor league, so he's ready to play. Um, the weird thing is he'll probably have some ownership over here. And if I was going to pay minimum for anybody, it's going to be Kyle Seager. Yep. I don't mind him at all in a lefty lefty matchup. He's too cheap across the industry. Um, Wade Miley has been reverse has given up power to lefties in the past. I actually think that Seager, you know, probably batting fifth tonight. I, I, I sort of like that spot for him and minimum Seager's just makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then the other guys, I'm not going to play him over here because I think three third base is too strong, but I like Alberto at second base on DraftKings. I wanted to point that out because I didn't. You can't play him there over on Yahoo. Um, and as Drupal Cabrera is probably going to be a little underowned on DraftKings and probably higher owned on yeah. Yahoo pricing. So he's the guy who I think may, maybe he's the tournament. Maybe he's the cash game play. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think it's going to be as Drupal or Shaw. Um, especially if you spend up on pitching, you can't afford much. Uh, anything over kind of as Drupal. So uh, it's either going to be as Drupal or I think Shaw is going to draw the ownership today. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you've also got Jose Ramirez. Like that's who I like. Um, mm-hmm. As long as he's cheap, I'm just, I don't care. You know what's really weird? He's cheap and he's been bad. And if you look at his fantasy points per game, they're still better than most guys who are you know sig- significantly higher priced than the stolen bases are kind yeah. of just keeping him afloat. Hey, but we'll take it. That's that. You know the, what happens when he hits, starts hitting home runs too. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to throw his dribble in there. I think that game's interesting. I want to talk to you on. We didn't talk about Bundy at all. Do you have any interest in yes. him? He. So I want to bring up his, uh, if you guys haven't uh, poked around plate IQ today, uh, let's take a look at Bundy because it's the most interesting pitching profile I think I've seen of any pitcher so far this season where he's striking out all the righties, but giving up massive numbers to all of them, not striking out any lefties, but he's controlling them in basically every way possible. I've never really seen anything like this. And, you know, the bats, if this holds true again, right? I don't know if it's always going to hold true, but if it continues, right? Chu and Santana and Mazzara and Azdrubal and Odor, maybe he can control them. Maybe not the strikeouts, but maybe he can limit the damage enough here. It's just, it's a really confusing profile. Everything with Dylan Bundy has always been really confusing, yeah. which has always, of course, made him one of my favorite tournament plays. Uh, he won me six figures once. He won me a seat to the live final once. Um, this is when everybody used to try and pick on him because he's got, you know, he's got K upside that probably we haven't really seen that much of this year until his last outing. Um, but this guy struck out 17 guys in a, a complete game shutout against, uh, I think it was the angels last year who were pretty good offense. So, you know, he's, he's got r- good stuff. He's really 
it seems like he's really streaky, but he's actually been consistently sort of in the same mid-range this year um, in terms of his actual final output. I like him. I think Texas has enough Ks in the lineup to where I can still go for it. I understand he hasn't been striking out lefties. I think that the limiting the damage would be good enough. I think he's worth taking a shot on. If he's owned at all, I'm not going to play him. But if he has no ownership, which is sort of what I'm expecting, I, I think he's definitely worth playing in tournaments. Uh, let's go to shortstop. There's one guy I'm playing. He's way too cheap. Everybody's going to be... Sorry, we didn't talk about one other pitcher, which is Ronaldo Lopez. Not on Yahoo, but I would play Ronaldo Lopez on DraftKings. Yeah, DK, I understand it from the tournament perspective because you can pair him with a high-priced pitcher and you get the stacks that you want. So I understand that from a tournament perspective over there. Um, I'm playing Javi Baez on shortstop, and you can't. that's the only guy that really exists to me, at least for cash game considerations. For tournaments, you can get frisky and, and play quite a few other players. Mm-hmm. Um, Baez is just going to draw so much ownership on Yahoo today with the win game, with the power, 16 bucks. It just, it fits into everything you want to do. Um, so in tournaments, just understand that I, I would expect Baez to, I, I don't know, probably come close to 50% ownership in tournaments today. In tournaments, 50%? Oh, on Yahoo specifically. Yeah, for what sure. Is, what is the price? I didn't see it actually. $16. Yeah. Wow. Every That's other Cub is, like, price sky high. Caratini and Baez are going to have uh, enormous ownership. Yeah, I think that that's just too – I mean, that yeah, Caratini, I mean, I understand he saves you everything. And I and I get it with, like, I love Baez today, but I that just seemed – that's just too crazy for that to ever happen, um, in my opinion. I I really like all the – you know, there's a – like, I like Lindor a lot today. Um, he's one of the top guys on the board for me. The number one play, though, for me is I don't – just not counting in price or anything – actually factoring in everything because he's not going to be owned. Corey Seager is red hot. Um, he's the play. He's going to be completely unowned. He's cheap. He's only $2 more than Baez. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would just play him and take. Oh yeah. And Baez is, it's going to be like 10 to one ownership difference on Yahoo today. Yeah. And I prefer Baez, but I actually, I have him very close. I think I actually have more of Seager, but they're and the price difference is, is minimal on fan, on DraftKings. You know, I just love it as a as a tournament play. I think that Seager is the best way to go. I actually don't even think there's anybody all that close. I don't know why. I don't know why these some of the Dodgers who aren't that expensive are are like so low owned. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's because there's a Cubs win game today, Bobby. Yeah. Um, Swanson's also interesting. Uh, he's he's been hitting really good up towards the top of that Atlanta lineup. I think there's a lot of ways for him to score points today. You mentioned Lindor. You can play Story too, right? Play the now, what is that? It's $7 more. So Story is going to have almost no ownership at $23. But, I mean, if he hits a 300-foot pop-up, it could be a 340-foot home run all of a sudden in Wrigley today. So uh, keep an eye on on Trevor's Story. Also interesting in tournaments, if you ask me. If you're looking cheap, I don't think cheap shortstop makes a lot of sense. Um, but Paul DeJong, I don't, know, I don't know what happened to the Yahoo algorithm, but he should not be $9. I don't care who he's going up against. Um, Completely agree, yeah. He's 9 bucks. I would take a shot on him if you're looking for something cheap, but I do not think it's a, a go-cheap at shortstop day. I um, think you can do it on others. Like, I think playing Adamus in, on DraftKings in, as a part of yep. your Braves stack, that's what, that, that you can Adamus do. Adamus is going to be popular on DK today. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, it's going to be I'm going to be stacking the Rays, and there's plenty of ways to stack the Rays that are not going to be popular. And the Rays are not going to be that popular as an overall stack. The cheap Rays will be, but not the expensive ones. Um, the outfield is interesting. There's just uh, too many guys that, that should be in the page you're looking at now in terms of price that aren't uh, at the top of this tier in price tag. So I, I'm looking at guys like J.D. Martinez I have. He's $19 today. That You know, he should he should be almost like – 26 or 27 dollars every day if you ask me on yahoo so when he's 19 
that's an easy plug and play. You've got Chris Davis. I know it's uh, against a reasonably good pitcher, but his, he's 16 and he's got a ton of power against righties. You've got Schwarber. You're going to get the leadoff hitter in the in the win game. I think he's 17 or yeah, 17 bucks. Um, I usually mix in like a, a cheap seven to ten dollar outfielder, Bobby. I don't think it's the night for that. Well, we found some other value other places, so I think you're probably right. I mean, you got a nine like JD Martinez is is one of my top five owned players on DraftKings, where he's you know at least yeah. he's five K over there. Like it's not like he's free. Um, he's still too cheap, by the way, but he's five K. And over here, this is, price is just a joke. Like, yeah, I would I would play all the JD Martinez. I would spend up in the outfield, and he's the he's like my number one guy. Uh, I'm just looking at my outfield real quick. Uh, I mean, I'm playing so many Dodgers. I'm obsessed with Verdugo, Peterson, and Bellinger. These are all tournaments. I love Keon Broxton. Um, what is his price over here on Yahoo? I haven't gotten to that one yet. Let me just take a quick look. Uh, oops, Brock Holt. Uh, he $12. is twelve dollars. Yeah, I think that he's you know probably going to bat what sixth or seventh or fifth or sixth. That's our sixth or seventh night. I, I like him against the lefty there. I think I'll take a shot with that. I mean, it's just a. I'm looking. I, I'm playing he's only eighth. That that lineup has come out. Uh, shoot. I want to mention too. I, I forgot this on the Rangers. Um, Andrews at, at shortstops just twelve bucks too. That's another guy you can kind of go cheap on at the at the shortstop position. I, I forgot to mention that. I want to make that's a good call. Yeah. Um, we got the shields in the outfield at nine bucks, but it's, it's just really tough for me to not just load up my outfield with really, really good players. There's just too many of them out there. If you were looking cheap, you can, you can, you know, Carlos Gonzalez in the win game, seven bucks. I think that's probably against the, his old team, right? Like he's going to want to hit a home run today. That's probably the guy that would draw ownership specifically if you're using one or two, of the really high priced starting pitchers, you're probably going to be jamming in Carlos Gonzalez, but the JD Martinez tier, the Chris Davis, the Kyle Schwarber, these guys just, they're, they're in like really good spots, Bobby. It's hard for me to overlook them. Like, I think I, I could do something with Schwarber and I could chuck in uh, JD Martinez here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I could get any pitcher that I want and have plenty of money to even upgrade some other spots. So I, I think this looks like a pretty good lineup here. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, I, yeah, I think it's really hard not to want to play the Cubs. Today. <laughs> let's uh. let's uh, talk some tournaments, and then Devin, get the QQs ready. Don't put them in, but maybe in like five minutes, start flooding the chat with them, and then we'll get to those. Um, but let's talk some tournaments now, Bobby. So if, let's say some of the guys got in the Reek Free Tournament on Yahoo earlier in the day. Again, make sure if you want to play in it, you're going to have to jump in at the night before or probably by noon in order to take advantage of it on Yahoo. Everybody know the secrets out of the bag. If you want to play the rake free tournament, you got to get into it early on Yahoo. What are we looking to do today? You already mentioned your Dodgers, but just spell it out for everybody. Guys, don't forget Bobby is a Dodger homer, but I actually think we don't have to make fun of them today because the Dodgers are in a really good spot. But you know, like two years ago, I wasn't like sitting there, even though they were a great team. I wasn't going, you have to play the Dodgers every single day. I was, I've never been that way. I, this lineup, this offense is too good. It's a totally different thing now. I'm not just being a homer. Um, the, the, they're my number, they're my number one. And part of it has to do also with the fact that they're not going to be owned. And the truth is ownership doesn't matter as much because there's so many things on this slate outside of Wrigley that are going to be unowned. But I really think the Dodgers upside with their power is probably the most enticing for me. Um, I'm just going to see my stacks real quick. I think that the bet, the, the other ones, uh, I, I'm a little surprised the Yankees run total isn't a little bit higher with Am I the only one there? I thought it would be like a six run total, um, against, you know, against uh, what's the name in that bullpen, 
uh, Rich Clayton Richards. The, the thing is, he can keep there's, the ball on the ground. Sorry, go ahead. It's just the bottom of that lineup. Urshela, Maben, Gardner. It's just yeah, the, the top of it, right? All their runs are going to come from the first six people in that lineup. Yeah, I mean, most likely. Um, but that's, I mean, you don't need five or four. <laughs> um, so I like them. Uh, you know, the so the Cubs, Dodgers, Yankees, Tampa Bay. Those are my main four uh, stacks. I, I don't mind throwing in a little bit of Baltimore and Texas. Um, I'm good with both of those, you know, taking shots, even though I like Bundy a little bit. I also think that, you know, look, there's a very good chance this goes yeah. really badly, and that's a horrible bullpen behind him. So Texas could go nuts. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk Baltimore here, because I like them as a sneakier stack. Very selective on who I want in Baltimore, though. I want the top five in the order, because Smiley is just absolute trash this year. The bullpen has absolute trash. And these top five hitters, I know VR against lefties hasn't been great, but uh, I'm going to give him a pass on that. He can he can have some some good outings. They're all they've got good ISOs, they've got good woba, they don't strike out a ton, uh, and Smiley's just so bad. Th- this top five of the Baltimore lineup looks pretty good to me today. Yeah, I uh, yeah I, I like I like all of them. I think that I would I would prioritize on, on other sides. I'm prioritizing more of Alberto. I, I like I like uh, Mancini. The prices are a little bit hard to get there because there's other guys I prefer at the same price. But Alberto, Mancini, those are the main guys for me that I, I look through my lineups that I have the most exposure to. Don't mind VR, but I'm not really fully stacking them. I'm sort of more mini stacking them. Um, and it's just because I prefer other offenses more. I don't want to put all my faith in them. I think I have one full stack in one big tournament of, of, of uh, Baltimore. But you, you, get, you get to pass some of the top of those, the top five, and it kind of gets a little gross. Yeah. So yeah, just the top five. So if you're like in lineup HQ making teams, Bobby, I'm telling you, exclude some of the bottom trash here and just focus on that top five of Baltimore. I think they're going to score quite a bit of runs today. Uh, What else do we like? So you mentioned the Dodgers, uh, Baltimore, you said Texas. Uh, Who else did you have? Well, I don't mind. Te- I'm not playing as much of the te- the Texas uh, game, but I do have like little like mini stacks of Texas and, and Baltimore. And I have a co- I have like one or two full stacks of Texas. But right. for me, it's most it's mostly Dodgers, Yankees, Rays, Cubs. Um, that's the majority with some of Boston and, and the Texas game. I'm going to update Slate IQ real quick and Slate IQ is for DraftKings. But let's take a look at what uh, kind of the combined ownership for all the teams is going to be and see if we can point out any leverage over there. So it looks like the Cubs are, no surprise, running away with the ownership, uh, a combined 80% ownership, which on a 15-game slate is still pretty high. You kind of get jammed in the middle here after that into the second tier. So even though the Cubs, if this was like a six or seven-game slate, my, my question for you, Bobby, would be would you – would you be as eager to stack the Cubs or are you using them on a 15 game slate because you don't think their ownership is going to be high enough? I, I think their ownership is still high. And I, I'm going to play them, but I'm mostly uh, hoping I can get some of the power bats and, you know, make up for a majority of their scoring with those bats. Cause I don't want to just play a chalk stack on a slate like this. It's not like their run total is so much more uh, like egregious. It's not like mm-hmm. we have a too high a run total for them. Um, and the interesting thing about that game, by the way, that we didn't mention, I would have been all about Kyle Hendricks if not for – I would have t- loved for him for tournaments if not for the win. And I'm not saying to play him, but it is kind of interesting that the, that the Rockies only have a four-run total. Like, I wouldn't just, like, overload that. Because Hendricks is just such a – he's a, such a good real-life pitcher that yeah, it just – yeah, it just limits everything on there. But yeah, I'm just saying because I think people out there will just go, "Oh, I can get cheap exposure by taking these guys." And I meant I think it's okay to take it one or two, but I don't. You're not like trying to stack up Colorado here. 
Uh, Devin, I'll, I'll release the QQs. You can start putting them in there. I'll get a couple of questions. Uh, someone want to know who your mid-tier DK pitchers were, Bobby. So my mid my mid tier DK pitchers and they're being mixed. I, I can actually give I'll just give you the percentages even I have them. I don't really care. Um, I like let's see uh, Erod. I have twenty five percent of right now. Freed I have twenty five percent of right now. Um, I probably am going to get a little higher on Freed. Uh, Smeltzer I have fifteen percent of. I have thirty percent Lopez who's low, but I'm probably going to be around twenty percent, twenty five percent. Then there's like the higher not mid tier, but like Syndergaard and Tanaka. I have twenty percent of each of them. Um, we didn't talk cool. much on Tanaka and someone in chat just wanted uh, to talk about Tanaka here too. So uh, what are we doing with him? He's kind of like priced in, you know, like the, the mid tier, the higher mid tier of pitchers today. There is some strikeout upside with him. Uh, so, you, so it seems like you're actively targeting him. Yeah. I think that he makes sense. I mean, he's gone six, six innings or more now. I think, what is it? Seven straight games or six straight games. Um, he's been good in real life. I, I, you know, it's not like, I'd like this a lot if he was like, using like DK pricing if he was like 8,500, you know yeah. what I mean? I know not a difference, but it does feel a little bit better than paying 93 when you can get Syndergaard and just feels like there's more upside there. But the truth is he's probably safe to go for like six innings here. This matchup may be longer. Like he throws a, you know, a good slider. These team, this team can't hit sliders. Like I just think he's got a, he's got a good chance to, you I mean, we've seen teams just roll through this Blue Jays lineup and I know the Yankees have a great bullpen and they can bring him in really early, but if the Yankees get, get off to some runs, so, some runs early. So I especially like Tanaka if you're doing a mini Yankee stack. Like I think if they, if they're playing from way ahead and he can just, he can, I mean, he can eat up innings in no time against this, this Blue Jays team. It's not like there's that many really patient hitters outside of guys like smoke. Um, so I, I just think this is a good spot for him upside wise. And uh, I, I think that he's, you know, right in that price range where he just makes enough sense as one of the guys. I don't like being spread out as I am on pitching, but I am much more condensed on my hitters today just because I, I have to condense somewhere and the pitching just feels like I feel like there's a lot of guys who could get there, but I don't feel extremely confident in a ton of them. Uh, someone on wants to know Baez or Seager on FanDuel. So I've pulled up our FanDuel ownership to kind of get an idea of what's going to be going on over there. It looks like Baez 11% ownership and Seager is coming in at 5% ownership. So you're getting about half the ownership and saving $500 using Seager. Um, the bat has them only projected about a fantasy point apart here. If I put all that together, um, I still don't even think Baez's ownership is going to get up high enough in tournaments. I, I think I'd still take Baez. Um, but, yeah, you can play Seager. I don't, I don't think either one of those are wrong from your team. We have the window. I think we have the, the roof open tonight in, uh, in Arizona, right? I think it's, uh, uh, I have not looked at that today. That's a big one. So I'm going to double check on that. But I think if it's open, obviously, it's a much, much bigger boost even. Um, I want to point out that Corey Seager over the last few years, it's about, I don't know exactly what the number is, but he was in the top five, two of the three years in uh, fly balls caught at the warning track. A lot of it has to do with Dodger Stadium. And when he gets on the road in any kind of a stadium boost, it always just sort of perks me up a little bit just because I feel like, you know, you're talking about an extra few feet that the ball could carry. And certainly in the hot Arizona sun, if the, if the roof's open, it could, it could definitely carry. So I, I, I prefer Seager, actually, uh, factoring ownership and everything in. But obviously, Baez is a terrific play. Uh, I want to talk about Boston. We don't have their lineup yet, but they've got a almost six run total. And if you open up, uh, I believe this run line has been moving up on them. Let's see. Uh, actually, it's been it opened up at six. It's actually come down to five point seven five. So 
uh, scratch that. But what, what do you think about them? Uh, I think on Yahoo, at least the, the bets Ben attendee JD is definitely way too cheap. Devers and Bogarts are a little overpriced, but you could, you could, you can mix around and, and get some good Boston stacks against Sparkman, a bad bullpen. It's 83. The wind's blowing out. It's humid. All those, all those things point to big days for Boston. Yeah, it looks like a good, it looks like a good one. I mean, I don't really like full stacking on full slates bullpen games, even though Ian Kennedy is going to be one of those bullpen arms probably or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like a mini stack with this stuff. Um, that's I'm sort of that's how I'm sort of treating this. I'm taking two and three mans and mixing them in with the stacks that I like a little bit better. Um, and they're really expensive and hard to figure out exactly who you want to prioritize. And the guys you do want to prioritize are, uh, uh, you know, you're talking about paying more for Bogarts than you are for bets of JD. Yeah, that's and so crazy. people aren't going to do that. Uh, you know, uh, Devers is crazy priced on DK at 5K, but it makes sense with the way he's been hitting. I just think personally, I'm probably going to stick to Betts and Martinez with maybe one other guy, uh, Bradley. I don't mind. He's still, you know, even 3.6. He's still cheap enough on DK. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind mixing him in as a third guy, but I'm probably not going to do too much full stacking of Boston tonight, just because I prefer the other stacks a little bit more. Uh, would you someone wants to know are we playing any wade miley tonight um what's your thoughts on that and then i'll give you my thoughts i get it i'm just not going to do it on this slate personally i totally get it i also think that it's i have interest in uh incarnacion as a one-off i have interest in seager i mentioned already i like beckham i don't want to stack this game but i like taking little shots you have an incredibly cheap on dk braden bishop at 2.3 which is just as a money saver you can throw in there and hanniger there's some scary bats even though they do strike out a ton against lefties um i think i'm probably just going to skip miley on this slate and uh we still don't have a total on this game by the way do we and what's what's that about oh uh, no, you're waiting on the seattle pitcher and that's been announced so i would imagine the total comes out soon yeah um, um i would yeah, say so. miley is a five to six game slate pitcher not a 15 game slate pitcher if that makes sense to you. yeah if it was if he was 6.2 it'd be all over it. <clears throat> yeah he's just he's a little bit too expensive he doesn't have enough strikeout upside to match what you're going to get from some of the big names out there tonight so i think i would take a take a pass on him i'm i, I don't really have any interest um mad Bum- by the way just speaking of that real quick i know we're gonna talk about the pitchers but i don't i haven't heard one person say a single thing about any astro today and i just think it's kind of interesting when that happens i know this is not the same astros they're obviously mm-hmm. missing three of the best players in baseball but it's not like i mean when those guys have been out these guys have always produced in the past i mean you've got you know the the number nine hitter for them led the league and was had the second best uh, OPS I think from the first the first month of the season behind Cody Bellinger of any position in baseball. Uh, oh, Bell, no, third behind Bellinger and Yelich. Uh, um, but I, you know maybe Bregman and and Fisher like I don't want to get too cute and spread out everything, but I like Reddick and 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 Torino's price. Uh, T- Tyler White is a good value saver if everybody plays Morales if they're going to pay down Tyler White. I like just as much if not more at two point nine. Um, I don't mind that as a, as a money saver over on DK. I probably wouldn't play him on Yahoo, but I don't think this is like a crazy off the board stack that you can get to really cheap. Um, you just, you know, as long as you just throw in one of Bregman or Brantley, but even if you throw both of them in, everybody else is pretty reasonably priced. Yeah. The Houston total ownership, basically dead center, uh, on slate IQ at 27%, um, kind of lumped in there with a, a whole bunch of other teams. So they're, they're going to be, medium owned um they're not low owned they're not high owned they're just 
as people cycle through teams, right there, that they get some ownership on some of these guys. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm actively targeting Houston. I think that lineup is just a little bit too weak compared to what it normally looks like. But um, yeah, I guess, the, I guess they're a fine play. Uh, I think I would stick to the Bregmans, the Brantleys, the Fishers, the Reddicks. Yuli just usually doesn't have enough upside for me. And Chirinos is a nice cheap, uh, well, not cheap catcher, but a good catcher to get some power upside. I don't, I don't mind it as a sack tonight. Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of, I mean, I just think it's kind of an interesting one that no one's really on. And, and I do think that, I'm just going to point out, like, I know Tyler White has frustrated people, um, but he's cheap. And like, if you look at just his whole, his whole sample size from the entire time he's played baseball, mm-hmm. he's basically a 25 home run a year hitter. And that's been him under, under, underperforming what we thought he was going to be able to do power wise. Uh, I still believe that this guy actually has some power. So at 2.9, when you got a guy like Morales who might be much higher owned, I just think it's an interesting way to go. I, I th- someone's telling you Morales isn't in the lineup. I think. Oh well, there you go. This is what happens when you start when you do the Yahoo. Show. <laughs> All the lineups come out during the show, so you don't get to to keep up with everything. Yeah, we're a little too early. Uh, we didn't talk much about Milwaukee. They're on Slate IQ. This is on DraftKings as the fourth highest owned stack. Um. They're really expensive on DraftKings, so it's a little tough to reach them. Shaw does get you there a little bit, so you you can get in. You know, Shaw helps you afford everything because he's just so cheap. What are we doing with Milwaukee uh, against Pablo Lopez here? Because, I mean, anytime you can get Milwaukee at home, I mean, these numbers these guys have are insane. And while Lopez is okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's good enough to get Milwaukee, uh, keep him scoreless or anything like that. Yeah, it just comes down to prioritizing. So, like, I prior, I'm i prioritizing slightly with Bellinger over Yelich today, although I think they're they're probably the top two guys on, on the slate, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, they're all so expensive outside of Shaw. I just find myself sort of building differently. I also like Pablo Lopez in general. I don't think that this couldn't go very badly for him. Don't get me wrong. The Brewers could, could put up like 15 runs against if, if they get to him early, that bullpen is garbage. So mm-hmm. have no problem. You know, they, they could score a bunch of runs, but at these prices, I just feel like I'd, I'd rather go other, other places. And they're, they, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm, it's just, it's not that they're a bad stack. It's just, I, I can't like everybody. If you're playing the Brewers, here's what's going to happen. Every optimizer, let's say you're playing like a $15 tournament on DK today. The one where everybody can put in 150 lineups, all the good players. All every Milwaukee lineup is probably going to have Travis Shaw, I would imagine, today. Um, if you're trying to do something different and you like Milwaukee, I know it does cost a little bit more, but maybe don't include Shaw because every single optimizer lineup builder out there is going to throw Shaw in your Brewer stack today. So just uh, just keep that in mind um, as you make some because just because he's just so cheap out there. Uh, and then there was one more offense I wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned the Indian some. Uh, you had the the Yankees, and I, I think you were onto something. And I wanted to expand on it a little bit here today. So, where did they go? Um, they have been moved. Oh, here we go. Uh, they got moved over here. So, what are we going to do against Richard? Uh, it's in Toronto, but like Gary, I actually like Aaron Hicks quite a bit on Yahoo batting cleanup. He's just twelve bucks. If you need like a mid tier outfielder, I think he's probably one of the best on the board, honestly. Um, yeah, he's been terrible this year against lefties, but a career has been very good against lefties yeah. and really good last year. This top five slash six, you can stack up to six. I don't know if it's really in your benefit to do that on Yahoo, um, just with how the pricing and the and the scoring works. 
but let's let's just talk about the Yankees. I've gone over to Slate IQ. It looks like they are drawing reasonable ownership. What they're the one, two, three, four, five, six highest own stack on DraftKings, but it's all within a couple percentages of like seven or eight other teams today. It's basically the Cubs. It's Oakland because Oakland's super cheap on DraftKings today, and then it's uh, a whole bunch of other teams kind of all stacked together today. So uh, sell everyone a little bit on the Yankees, and then we'll get on out of here. It's pretty rare that you can get the Yankees against an awful pitcher, especially an awful lefty, in a good hitter's park at – I mean, we say that they're going to have some owners. They don't have one player that's going to hit 10%. I guarantee that. Not guaranteed, but I would be really surprised if anybody in the high, in any buy-in tournament is, is if they're higher than 10%, it'll be very, very slightly. So I feel like you're getting kind of a bargain there. Hicks is too cheap. I mean, we were kind of a break there just on the ownership, but Hicks is too way too cheap. So you can actually do this cheaper than we've been able to. For me, it's, it's a Hicks, Sanchez, Torres are the guys you want to try and get, obviously. I, I think any plugging anybody else with, oh, and the void, sorry. It's, that makes it more expensive, but like, I don't know, maybe if you played LeMahieu, and it is hard to do kind of cheaply, I guess, but I think I'd probably go with like a four-man stack of like Glaber, Sanchez, Hicks, and, you know, pick your other guy. I guess it'd be void for me, but I, if, I like them. If you flip over to Plate IQ and you look at the bullpen leaderboards, you know, the absolute most trashiest bullpen in the league is Toronto too. Right. So not only do you get a bad starting pitcher, you get basically the worst bullpen in the league. They don't strike anybody out. They have a huge Woba, a huge XFIP. Everything's working in their favor all game long. And uh, I don't even know if their ownership's going to get up this high. I mean, it's, it's really tough when you have a 15 game slate to try to figure out uh, ownership down to a T. So I don't envy the job that Jamino has to do on things like this, but uh, it's going to be spread out enough. They've got a big total and a good park. Uh, I, I like that call on the Yankees. Maybe I'll uh, I'll make a couple teams with the Yankees for you, Bob. You know, maybe I'll win some money playing tournaments tonight. Let's do it. Uh, that's going to about do it for the Yahoo show. Uh, coming up next, there's Dean. And uh, I forgot who's on with Dean. But as we like to say, some poor guy who has to work with Dean uh, is coming up. And then, of course, for you premium members, uh, you'll get uh, Roth. And I think it's uh, – it's Mr. Tuttle and JSU, I believe, should be on the premium show today. Uh, as always, thanks to Yahoo for sponsoring the show. Again, guys, if you want to play in their rake-free tournament, they offer one every day at low stakes. Uh, today was like 3 bucks. You got to jump in it early, either the night before or early in the morning, because everyone in DFS knows about it. It's one of the best tournaments out there. It's only 10 lineups, so you're not MMEing against a bajillion other people. There's no uploading lineups, so you're on kind of a fair playing field. Everyone's got to click the buttons to, to put their lineup in. So um, one of the best tournaments, and hats off to them uh, for offering that to us every day. Uh, Bobby, it looks like you wanted to say something. Uh, let's get that out, and then uh, let's head on out of here. No, I was just going to say good luck to everyone tonight. And, uh, yeah, like uh, I just think that you want to you want to try and get as much exposure to different, at least a couple of these Dodger bats as possible. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that Alex Verdugo hits at least one home run tonight. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks to Bobby for joining me. I'm Britt, and we out you.
What is up, everybody? My name is Derek Farnsworth. I go by Notorious, uh, both across the DFS sites and on here on Roto Grinders. Uh, we are here to talk about my two PGA DFS wins over the last couple of weeks. As far as what I do on Roto Grinders, I provide content for pretty much all the sports. Uh, I do football, basketball, baseball, and golf. Keeps me busy throughout the year. I won the $44 club twirl on DraftKings. Uh, last week for $50,000 and then I won it again this week for $100,000 and the crazy thing about that is I've never had a large field GPP win um, ever in my DFS career you know I've won a lot of uh, smaller entry higher buy-in type of tournaments you know the Thunderdome those kind of things um, so it wasn't my first 100k win uh, but it was my first large field GPP win and to be able to do it two weeks in a row is pretty crazy obviously you have to be very fortunate uh, for that to happen once let alone in back-to-back -back weeks i think you know the odds of that happening are incredibly low they're basically zero so uh i'm very happy i'm very fortunate and um yeah looking forward to keeping this streak rolling if we can i made 100 lineups uh last week uh using the uh lineup builder here on roto grinders and then i made 96 lineups uh this week i usually do around 100 the only reason i didn't do 100 is after i entered uh you know all of my uh, exposure percentages on lineup HQ and then uh, you know I lowered my total aggregate um, projected ownership that I wanted for my team I lowered it to around 80 to 85 percent that's typically what I said to that um, and then you know once I finalized my player pool I ran the lineup builder and it only sped out 96 lineups just because uh, the limitations that I had set on um, both the aggregate ownership and the I like to leave some money on the table as well so I love all those features um, you know on our lineup builder and that's kind of why it spit out only 96 instead of 100 uh, but the 96 worked didn't even need those last four uh, tell us about your lineup uh, how did you go with the golfers that you selected uh, this is a little tougher in an MME setting because you know I'm obviously using the lineup builder so I didn't uh, hand make these lineups uh, funny thing about that is when they first started doing the uh, millionaire makers for DraftKings uh, PGA, you know, I, we didn't have lineup builders back then. We didn't have optimizers, so I was building all of them by hand. And I think it took me like eight hours to build, you know, 100 lineups or whatever it was the very first one. And um, yeah, I mean, if you don't finish high in that, you're basically uh, going to be losing. So uh, after that, I didn't really enter any more, you know, large field stuff until we uh, had some lineup builders around the industry. and. Now it's a part of my weekly uh, process. Um, so yeah, that's how many I made. Um, as far as the golfer selection process, um, I'm constantly changing the way I approach uh, a certain slate. Um, I think that should be something that we all do. We definitely want to get a process and stick to it, but we should always look to improve that process as well. So my process as of you know, right now, um, I like to build two main lineups a week that I use into pretty much all entries. So I'll use it into you know, the big tournaments, I'll use it into, you know, the three maxes, the single entries, I'll put in some double ups, um, three mans, head to heads, all that. So I'll make two lineups there, typically a core of two to four golfers um, that I use in both of those lineups. Uh, and these are my favorite plays of the week. So, uh, you know, I'll have two to four golfers that I have 100% exposure to in those two lineups, and then I'll mix in the other two to four um, of the different golfers, uh, you know, that I, that I like that week. And then that'll make up the bulk of my bankroll that's in play. And then I will turn to MME builds. And uh, from there, I usually make around 100 lineups, depends on the week uh, for the millionaire makers. I will be up in it to around 150 for the majors. But yeah, so uh, as far as the type of golfers that I go with um, in my MME builds, I typically like to lower my player pool to around, you know, 35 golfers or so. You know, I don't have a strict number. Um, it kind of depends on my strategy for the week 
Uh, two weeks ago when I won the 50K, uh, I hit the lock button on Jordan Spieth. Um, and so hitting the lock button on a player gives you so much um, leverage on the field that uh, you can afford to increase your player pool a little bit. So that last week I had a little bit more golfers. Um, so I was able to get you know more exposure to Kevin Na and some of those other cheap guys. Um, I think I, instead of doing 35, I think I did around 40. And I downed it a little bit from 10 to 15 to 5 to 10% for some of those cheaper guys because I'd already hit the lock button on Jordan Spieth, and then when you have a larger player pool, you're obviously going to have uh, you know less exposure to some of those golfers. And then uh, this week, uh, I I think I was around 45% on Adam Scott, Hideki Matsuyama, Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar ended up missing the cut, so I thought it was going to hurt me. But um, you know, sometimes in those MME builds, you just need that one lineup um, to really play well. So I had a couple up there um, towards the weekend, but I really only had two six to six lineups through and one of them, uh, was able to hold the lead. So, uh, pretty fun. Nothing like that Sunday sweat, especially when your golfers play well. Um, it's incredible. So I typically make two lineups and I do my MME builds as far as, you know, hedging off of my lineups. You know, a lot of people will make a main lineup and then they'll kind of build their tournament lineups off of that. So if they have you know, let's say uh, Tiger Woods in their main lineup, then in their tournament lineups, they'll look to avoid Tiger Woods um, just so they have some head, natural hedging against each other. But me, I'm a constant tinkerer. It's uh, it's pretty bad. It's been that way uh, throughout my DFS career. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Um, I'm, al I'm always looking to tinker and make my lineups better up until lineups lock. Um, so I don't use any hedges. Uh, I'll build my MME lineups first um, and get those out there. Uh, you know, I'll do the CSV and all that. I won't change that unless there's, you know, a withdrawal or something like that um, or big news that's going to affect anything. And then since I'm obviously uh, going to be tinkering with those other two lineups, uh, it doesn't really make sense to hedge it with my MME builds because if I tinker and change something, then it would obviously hurt um, my overall exposure to those golfers in my MME builds. So I don't really uh, use hedges. I kind of just roll with it um, and go from there. If you've paid attention to any of my uh, content here on Rotor Grinders, you know that I have a model for baseball, for basketball, for football, for golf, and for the Euro Tour. And uh, what I like to do, I mean, I like to build my own spreadsheets. Um, I've always been somebody that likes to trust, you know, my work over someone else's. Um, so that's why I kind of make up my own models, but I definitely couldn't have done this without the awesome uh, lineup builder on Roto Grinders. Uh, lineup HQ is just an awesome, awesome page. Um, and you guys should be taking advantage of that, whether you are premium members or just, uh, you know, regular members. Uh, I believe you can use that for free. Uh, not all of the uh, features are available if you're not a premium member, but um, yeah, it's an awesome tool. You can uh, set your min and max uh, player exposure. You can set, you know, what, percentage you want your team to be optimal so uh, if you put zero percent it's going to run the most optimal based on your projections and uh, it's pretty easy to upload your projections i do that each and every week um you just download a little template uh you put your projections in there you upload it and they're right there in lineup hq for you um so uh, when it comes to the optimal percentage i typically set mine between 20 and 30 percent you know i don't want it to run straight optimally based on my projections i also want uh, some variability mix in there uh, especially in a sport like golf, uh, I'll definitely up that a little bit. Then you have your, you know, your uh, total aggregate percentage that you want for a lineup. We typically don't see um, a lot of chalk winning these uh, big tournaments. Um, I, I like to set my aggregate max ownership at 85%. Um, and then we have some of the best ownership projections in the business. So definitely like to rely on those quite a bit um, when I'm deciding if I want to go overweight or underweight on certain golfers. Okay, so you also have your number of unique players. Um, I like to set this around three. Um, I don't mind going one if you like a really tight core and you just want to, you know, 
go from there. I don't mind doing one. Uh, typically, don't do higher than three just because it's hard to make a lot of lineups. Um, they're going to have that many different players each. Uh, and then you can also have your number of lineups uh, to produce. You set that. You uh, set your range of outcomes, your uh, total lineup ship, lineup ownership percentage, which is always cool, your max exposure. Um, I typically don't go over around 40 to 45% for one golfer unless it's uh, you know a unique situation like it was last week with Jordan Spieth. I just love the spot for him. Um, he was rounding into form and not a lot of people were talking about him. So uh, I hit the lock button on him. Uh, and then your salary, you definitely want to leave some money on the table if you are doing these uh, large build tournaments uh, for PGA DFS. I automatically put it at 49,900. Um, and then uh, typically do the lower end around 49,2, 49, 49 three. Um, you know, the optimal lineup typically, you know, leaves a lot of money on the table, but it's sometimes hard to get to that optimal lineup. So uh, I like to spend most of my cap. So I typically don't leave more than seven or $800 on the table, but um, the larger the field, the more likely that it is uh, that you need to leave even more money on the table. You don't want to create duplicate lineups and uh, that's a great way to do it. And then uh, doing your max aggregate ownership is also a great way to avoid uh, getting duped. If I had the, uh, you know, the perfect recipe, then uh, I would be winning every single night. There are a lot of ups and downs in DFS, um, you know, even the best of the best, you know, they had their cold streaks and that's just something you got to live with. Um, it kind of makes you appreciate the wins even more. But I think that uh, sticking to a process and always looking to improve that process is going to help anyone. Um, if you know that it works and if you know that it works for you, then I think um, that's probably the best advice that I can give. Uh, try not to chase your losses. That's one of the hardest things in DFS. You know, you lose two nights in a row and then... Roto-Grinders, Dean here at Dean, Sony904 if you want to go all technical. I mean, it's 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee Times, of course, because time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's one uh, one Kirk East who's having himself a pregame meal. <laughs> you're, you're, you got the, uh, the you got the chocolate milk, Chase M&M's, or... This is your game, your game day prep, I assume. It's a big slice. This, this is how we do So Al Horford drinks chocolate milk, endorses chocolate milk. If it's good enough for Al Horford, it's good enough for me. Does Al Horford drink it like during the games though? Or is that his free he's, uh, he's like the spokesperson for it right now. So, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of things spokespeople for, but like, that's probably because they're paying. Are you you're certain we've seen it on? No, I'm just trusting the advertisements. <laughs> they would never lie to us, right? Of course. Wouldn't you think so? Um, yeah, well, there you go. Team Chocolate Milk. I think Al Snizzle once upon a time, that was his thing. Uh, Chocolate Milk. He, 
that he would celebrate his victories with a, with a cup of chocolate milk. So, uh, or glass I chocolate milk. I remember that, yeah. And uh, Marty McFly. Marty McFly is also a big fan of milk chocolate, if you recall, your Back to the Future Part 2, I believe. I think it's Part 2. How's, uh, how's Dude, life? I know everything about Marty McFly, and I do not remember chocolate milk. You don't remember he walks into the, the diner and he goes, milk. Pepsi. Didn't he take a Pepsi? No, he, he walks in and he goes, milk, chocolate. You remember this? Or is that the other Marty McFly? The, I don't, it's one of the McFly's, either the younger version of, or spoiler alert. But, uh, and you've seen the third one, the third Back to the Future? Yeah, Maybe. the Western. Yeah. Yeah. Not very good. I stop at two. Two is, two is the best. I don't, it's, it's one of the better sequels. It's a good conversation. It's probably a conversation better had on a, <clears throat> on another day, Kirky's, this, there's no time for shenanigans today. I want to talk shenanigans and talk shenanigans pre-show, but uh, it's a 15-gamer, and they're not messing around. Tuesday, of course, a lot of teams rested yesterday. I presume uh, that was intentional because of the, uh, the draft, because all the games were on the West Coast, and baseball wanted you to pay attention to the draft, which I don't think people did, but that's what happened last night, because nobody knows who those guys are getting drafted. I wish them the best of luck, and maybe like two or three of them break or something like that, but it's obviously throwing darts there when it comes to baseball. Um, yeah, we got it. We have a monster slate here, Kirk D's. Uh, awesome pitchers tonight. Massive weather. We- weather, I think, is definitely an effect, especially when it comes to wind. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, we did a screen share uh, during the flagship, you know, once, uh, you know, later on in the show. Maybe we'll talk about Ross Weather Tool, the Weather Edge, because, um, yeah, there are some places that are definitely being pointed out. And, you know, we're not, it's not, you know, the, the, the total is definitely reflecting it. Uh, and it's going to definitely weigh on my decisions as far as today, too, because, I'm a sucker for Wrigley wind, you know, as ballparks go. Uh, the wind in Wrigley means more than any other place. Uh, you want to start there or you want to start as far as all these pitchers because it's just uh, it's pretty overwhelming. Yeah, let's start at pitching. Um, I don't think this isn't this is pretty tame for as far as wind blowing out. No, it's, I'm seeing only nine miles per hour. Okay, I'm seeing that too. But as far as weather edge, and I guess we can go ahead and mention that short since we're kind of on it right now. Uh, Ross Weatheridge is a 154 games. Is that a big enough sample size for you? Um, no, I, I I go to the school of Cardi. <laughs> Ten thousand. I need 18 seasons before I'll even consider. But then those players have retired, and it's too late to take advantage well, of. Whatever. Then we'll never know the answer, Dean. Well, well, you know. <laughs> okay, let, let's say 154 just for fun. <clears throat> That's a big enough sample size. 154 games with similar uh, current matching conditions as opposed as opposed to. As far as what's going down right now in Wrigley, of course, weather is always changing, and this will always change. But as of right now, there are 154 games uh, that have played similarly as far as the weather, and you get a bump, according to the data, of 56.5% when it comes to homers. Is that not a big number? That's a pretty big number to me. Allegedly. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's just math. If you want to argue with math, by all means. (laughs) Sample size, sample size. It's a pretty good size sample. Uh, 24% as far as the bump and runs and 25% as far as a jump in ERA. That's not the only bark, uh, ballpark to top it as far as weather. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll show that in the screen chair as far as uh, Ross Weather Edge. I know you can buy that here at RG a la carte, but of course, if you are a premium member, you get that for free as is. Uh, also, one Is of the- anybody auditing these, these numbers on Weather Edge? I would assume Roth is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know who the company actually who worked with him, whether I'm going to have to look into this and see. I, because, I mean, I, how, I mean, how do we know if this is accurate? Well, I mean, Roth has thought built up it. a certain, you think he's going to, you think he's going to put his reputation on something that's not legit? 
Oh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Who wouldn't? If, it, if, it's, if it's like uh, nonsense, at some point it would be exposed, I would assume, right? But the well, data is the data. I'll wait for uh, how the pros do it on Twitter to expose it or something. Well, there you, I mean, there's always going to be naysayers and there's always going to be times where it doesn't work out. But because, you know, even the best hitters in the world, you know, are only getting base hits like one at every three times or so or something like that. Uh, by the way, just I dropped a link in chat for the people out there. I happen to get an email for a fantasy draft. Uh, the sponsor of the show, Fantasy Draft, a free roll. Go ahead and check that out. And by the way, I'm not sure if you've logged in on Fantasy Draft of later recently, but they when you log in there, Kirk Deese, it says, uh, coming in July, rake-free DFS. Changing the game. I don't know what that means, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm I mean, interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Too. I mean, it would be great if like a site could do rake-free and make money off of advertisements or whatnot. Who knows? I don't know. That would be that would be great. But Yeah, I have no idea what their angle is, but I, I am most definitely intrigued. And, uh, you know, if you can get rake-free, that's obviously super exciting. I know Yahoo every once in a while runs their rake-free contest, and those sell out pretty quickly. you got to pounce on those pretty quickly. But otherwise, you know, the rake is uh, – it's tricky to beat. You know, players are better these days as opposed to four or five years ago, and the rake's gone up a little bit as well too, so – uh, I, I'm staying tuned. I want to see what fans Jeff has to say as far as rake three and definitely going to be on that. Uh, as far as pitchers today, let's dive in and break down this slate because there are so many two pitcher sites. Obviously you, you get, you know, it's like, it's a delicate balance as always. It's like, well, you want to grab up and pay for the top pitchers. It's going to hurt your hitters to some extent. And I, I think it's going to be an awesome hitting slate. So I don't, it, it's sort of that the, the push pull of, I don't know how much I want to spend up as far as pitchers because I want to get a certain amount of hitters. You got Strasburg at the top versus the White Sox jumping into Washington, losing their DH, plenty of Ks in that lineup. Hunjin Rio, negative ballpark shift, but he's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Blake Snell playing Detroit, a team that has plenty of strikeouts. Of course, the tricky part with Snell is he doesn't go particularly deep, but like when he's going, he is awesome. Uh, Montez has an egregious price. Uh, you can go ahead and roster Montez. There's no chance of rostering him. Don't mind Louis Castillo in tournaments. Chris Chris Paddock versus Philadelphia. You got the Beebs versus Minnesota, who got the, the boomstick Nelly Cruz back. So for me, it's I I I like Beaver, but uh, for me, it's check back another day. Thor Cindergard, uh, nice matchup against San Fran. He's not as good as we want him to be, right? I mean, is it, uh, can we just say that? Like he's a, his name suggests he's better than the numbers suggest. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but I I got a feeling about tonight. Okay, well, t- talk to me about Cindergard. I just feel like this is this is the complete game shutout is coming tonight. And uh I mean I, I just hate San Fran. We saw DeGrom come out with a you know, finally uh, these guys are highly talented pitchers. Obviously his strikeout stuff has has disappeared, right? Like for, for what we want, and we want that thirty percent K percentage. So he's much lower. But his other stuff still looks great. And uh I just think they're gonna click. I just think some of his pitches are gonna start getting you know his slider has really struggled um and there's that's been a big problem but i think these guys are going to figure it out and uh i think this is a perfect night for it so i kind of i mean i like the price tag yeah that's the thing it's kind of sort of built in it's a nice ballpark and it's a nice match against san fran it's not the greatest game matchup necessarily but you know panic at the top panic is a pretty contact hitter not guys Uh, my own uh patent pending weather uh weather uh edge uh you're gonna call it weather edge? I think that's no, not. it's 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 a weather edge knockoff, but it's fully audited. Um, <laughs> is uh, is saying that the weather is uh, good for pitchers in New York uh, this evening at only 71 degrees, and the humidity is is okay. Is there a uh, sample of 10,000 as far as uh, the? Uh, we don't wait based on we have a, a forward um, projecting um, that 
it's Monte Carlo simulation. I can't get into it, but it's 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 it sounds you legit. The, you, you can ask the auditors. Is there a link where I can sign up somewhere? Do you have it'll, that it'll be, it'll be coming soon. Um, it'll be coming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Syndergaard against the San Fran lineup, not a lot of punch, obviously, you fire up the old plate IQ, and uh, not a lot of power in this lineup necessarily, the Woba's not very good collectively, striking out at 22% against righties, and the thing with Thor, Syndergaard, the, you know, the last two seasons, 24.2% striking out opponents, that's not elite by any means, it's fine, uh, as far as this season, we're looking at 24.5%, he's been a little unlucky in the BABIP department, but, you know, 333, been unlucky and left on base percentage at, what, 64.7% this season, uh, I guess part of that probably is when you get on base, you can steal on them pretty easily. Uh, but like the ERA is close to five, but the XFIP is 377. The year is, this year is 381, which isn't elite, but it's good. Uh, but again, it's the Giants. It's a great ballpark. And he's like, what, the fifth or sixth most expensive pitcher on the slate. So, yeah, I'm going to play some, I'm going to play some uh, Thor. It's even more than five or six, to be honest. He's even cheaper than Paddock and Bieber as well. He's going to be popular. Well, what are you doing in tournaments? Like, what's your, what, are, you, are you firing like 20 lineups tonight? One lineup tonight? What, what are you doing? I'm a one lineup guy. I mean, I might go like three or five lineups, but I'm typically, I'll have like 90% of my money on one, one lineup. That's the way that I play. And uh, I attack smaller field GPPs, like maybe up to 200 man, 100 field. The ten man, fifty man, those types of contests. So that's where the majority of my action goes. Um, but uh, right now, I mean, I've been so tonight. Let's just talk about the slate overview. Like you said, like there's there's a lot of bats, right? Like you think there's going to be a ton of ton of home runs, ton of runs scored. Yes, absolutely. And we also have a ton of pitching. We also it's also very. There's also some really totally mispriced hitters two um that make it very easy if you wanted to make a lineup construction with even with like going strasburg and snell can be done tonight so there's like a million different paths to go the thing is you can't get like full stacks with like high-end pitching but i've been gravitating toward away from fully stacking anyway um at least in my smaller field contests um so i'm just looking for home runs and strikeouts so i love this slate I don't disagree with that theory. And, and like, of course, it makes more sense in a smaller field as well. And also, like, there's 15 games, there's 30 teams, and there's going to be several teams just go absolutely nuts tonight. Uh, and you're going to have, like, three or four or five or six different guys to go nuts on three or four or five or six different teams. And that's just – you're just not going to have that in a game stack unless you have, like, five and then one, 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 and you nail all three of them. I suppose that's possible, but it's really, really tough to thread, to thread that needle. So you're thinking about potentially double-barreling. By the way, I think we're going to talk about Travis Shaw. I feel like that was a tease. We'll talk about Travis. I mean, Shaw. I mean that's one of them, but there's oh. also there's also a few outfielders that are all have uh, you know good home run upside and are pretty cheap. Otani is he on the board as well? Yeah, he's there. He's not uh, he's not the most fun roster, but I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna catch that double dong game that's gonna come once this season soon. You know that uh, he's been horrendous and just ground balling like crazy, but uh, has looked amazing in batting practice from the reports I've seen on Twitter. So. Uh, <laughs> Ready to ready to rock. Uh, let's, let's put the batters on hold just for a second and knock out the pitchers because again, you, you're thinking about double barreling as far as elite studs. You mentioned Strasburg. You mentioned- I'm just saying it can be done. So I think like- it can be done. It can be, but it's just at, at what cost is the question. And like you said, uh, a lot of it is pending upon Travis Shaw is back for whatever reason. Like I don't get why they sent down Hero. Hero was playing pretty well, <clears throat> big prospect in their organization. It's like he's getting punished, but. Maybe they want to give Shaw one more, one more, one more shot. But I, mean, I think Hira is just a better player than Shaw now. But I guess you can say small sample, yada, yada, yada. Maybe he was playing perfect before. But 
if he's back, I presume Shaw is healthy. If he's playing, he's batting seven for Pablo Lopez and a great ball, ballpark, but he's also just crazy, crazy cheap, which is kind of buried the lead, kind of make you get the guys you really want. You can only pick one of these two, Kirk Dees. You mentioned Strasburg. You mentioned Snell. Who do you prefer amongst the two? I mean, you 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 take Strasburg. He's um, I just because of the 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 workload. I mean, they're just so they they they're like trying to at all costs not to use their bullpen, which has been horrendous. The Nationals. So they just have these guys have such a long leash and have consistently had a long leash. Strasburg and Max. Um, and, uh, when you see uh, a pitcher can scream at his coach, no, <laughs> or, I don't know if he said no or go like, get out of here. It was one or the other, but Max uh, Scherzer you're talking about a couple of days. Yeah, ago. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I just like the, the leash that, uh, <clears throat> I feel that Strasburg's going to be the same at home. Um, temperature's fine. Humidity is not so bad. Uh, that's something I do check on with, uh, Strasburg's, uh, it's part of the weather, the new weather edge knockoff I've been talking about, but with, uh. Yes. It, uh, it has We're still sticking to that thing. It's, it's done a deep dive into uh, sweaty Strasburg, and uh, it does humidity is plays the biggest role in that. Um, have you seen Ross Dunn's by the way? I don't know if you want to mess with Roth, and this is oh, no, I love Roth. I'm just not sure that Roth is the data behind it. I think he does. I would not. He, he said he, I just, I just made it even worse, didn't I? I just doubled, <laughs> I just doubled back. Why are you trying to spread it wrong? What are you doing? I'm totally kidding. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> just, just for clarity. So I love know. Roth. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a huge Roth supporter. Yes. Love, love the man. Uh, I've, I've seen videos of his guns and I, and he looks like a great basketball player, to be honest. I saw him dunking on an eight foot rim. He, he tried to pass it off as like a 10 foot rim. That's a whole other conversation, but uh... Maybe it was nine feet. It wasn't 10. It wasn't regulation. So talk to me about Strasburg over Snell. I mean, it's the White Sox, right? Like, just let's just let's just pull up the old uh, plate IQ. Um, and just, I mean, it's the man's been great all season long so far this season. And then he gets this incredible matchup. The weather's nice and ripe. It's There's a perfect timing with them hating to go to their bullpen and uh, giving these guys long leashes. Look at this. Look at it's 25% K percentage from the entire lineup. It's just like K after K after K. Yeah, he could give up a bomb, but uh, all I want are strikeouts. And so you combine the long leash and the matchup, and it makes it pretty easy that he's the top guy. I get Snell. I mean, Snell's advanced stats are, are better from a strikeout perspective. He's got a ridiculous 19.1% swing strike rate, a thirty, just about a 35% K percentage. Um, also has a, a pretty good uh, strikeout matchup against the Tigers. Um, it's just he's hasn't shown that same ability to go as deep. And uh, I think they're both great plays. And if like if you need if you need the five hundred uh, in savings or what is it one thousand here on fantasy draft somewhere in, in the ballpark, and uh, then by all means, I think they're both really great plays. So it's it's uh, drawing straws here, but uh, Strasburg is my preferred. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Like Snell could be great. It's you know, I, I, Jesus, something he was talking about like not too long ago, where he wrote a, kind of wrote about just saying like, even the elite pitchers are going to give up a run or two. That's probably going to happen. They might even give up a homer or two, but like you need certain guys to kind of dig out of the hole with K's. And Snell, of course, can do it. He's got a great K rate. He's got a great swinging strike rate. But he's being held down as far as batter's face is being held down as far as pitches thrown. That he's got to just be a little bit more perfect. It's a little, it's a little trickier for him to get there. And you saw last yeah. time out, he had a, he had a rough first inning and. 
he salvaged, but he didn't fully salvage. He was okay. Like he was, and, that, and that's why I feel like he's coming with like a he's going to come with one of those fire snell starts that we've been waiting for. But um, and that's just a gut feeling. Although I, I believe that that that's very important in DFS. But um, anyway, uh, also the fact that you get the extra the pitching the pitcher uh, batting for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, theoretically be an extra K for uh, Strasburg. And then uh, you don't get that with uh, snow. They don't walk either. Like you fire up the plate IQ. It's, you know, the, the guys that don't strike out or the guys that strike out less are also buried at the bottom of the order. They're batting seventh and eighth. Uh, Tilson and Sanchez are, are batting seventh and eighth. Those are the guys that strike out the least amount at 19 to 20% respectively. And the guys that strike out a ton are at the top. So you, you got everything working for you. Of course, like you said, uh, a team that strikes out a lot as is moving to the national league and dropping their DH and, the only guy that's willing to take a walk is Moncada. Everybody else is, is jumping as far as the red, 6% collectively. Like it does feel like a, game, like a game where Strasburg can go seven or eight and strike out 10. Maybe he gives up a solo homer, but who cares? Uh, I, I'm fine with Snell in tournaments, but I think it's pretty clear that it's Strasburg over Snell. Uh, Hunter Rio is going to be lost in the slate. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and I don't know if I get there. Uh, I understand why you would play him in tournaments. Again, he's been amazing. It's a negative ballpark shift, and he's facing – you know, it's not, it's kind of a neutral matchup, I suppose. Luis Castillo, I don't mind him versus St. Louis, but again, he falls for in the, the tournament category for me and uh, Paddock as well for tournaments. We talked about Thor, uh, Tanaka versus Toronto. We haven't talked about Mad Bum versus the Mets. Mad Bum's another guy. Uh, he gets a pretty big leash in a nice ballpark. Of Man, the bat just loves Bumgarner, huh? So I thought you were going to say somebody else because I was taking a peek. At, but like, so the bat, are you are you coming with anything as far as uh, are, you, are you competing? Yeah, I'm coming. I've been I've been working for two years on the balls. <laughs> it's uh, it's a proprietary uh, patent pending um, projection. You're going to package that the two of those combined. It, yeah, it's going to be a package. <laughs> Look for that in the RD market soon enough. Uh, why? So Mad Bomb against the, the Mets, they do have McNeil who came back today. I believe he's leading off lefty and lefty for what it's worth. Of course, this Mets lineup is not particularly good. And, you know, Bumgarner is another one of those guys. He, he has a long leash. He's, he's, he's their, their Scherzer type, if you will. It's the Giants version of. Uh, he can go seven innings. Uh, he's their, their uh, long man. Uh, he will get traded, I think, at some point. Or maybe we shall see. And that's a story for Yeah, he, he should be traded, yeah. Although apparently he blocked all the teams that like want to actually trade for him. It's, a, it's another conversation. Like you could block like eight teams and all teams that like potentially would trade for him that have the money for it. He doesn't want to, I guess he doesn't want to leave. He likes San Fran. I hear it's nice out there. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, talk to me about Bumgarner. Uh, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about him. He's a guy I'm not going to be using tonight. So um, I'm just, I just think his stuff is mediocre at this point. And yeah, it's a good matchup against the Mets, but I would much rather just have pay 600 more for sin. There's just so many other options. I like better on this slate. I ended the bat loves them. So I'm kind of hoping that people play Bumgarner, but it's just not for me. Another guy the bat likes is uh, if you're going to step down and find a cheapie in this slate, who's your favorite cheapie? Because I know the bat likes Bruce Smiley, but I am super squeamish about that. And I understand why it likes him against Baltimore, but I mean, do you like anybody that's cheap as far as an SP2? Or it sounds like you're making- If I was going super cheap, I would just go balls to the wall and play Ronaldo Lopez. He's been horrendous in his last yeah. few starts. Absolutely horrendous. But the matchup isn't so bad. Um, and uh, this guy does have upside when he's on and has when he has multiple pitches working. That's the problem. It's like it's usually – he never has like that mix where all of his pitches are working and then he struggles with walks and then he just gets into a huge – 
load of problems. But when his stuff is on, he has the ability to be a really good pitcher with uh, some K upside, and this is a decent matchup. So that would be the guy that I would go to and just, you know, shoot for the moon and hope it works out and play any of the bats I want. But other than that, then there's we get into guys. I mean, we got like Eichhoff at 7,100, right? I mean, there's K's versus San Diego in theory. Yep. Uh, there's Is it Freed or Fried? Freed. I, I like free it's just, I don't know what the K upside here. Yeah, the, the K upside just like just doesn't like this jumps out like maybe like he could he's gonna go like a good probability he's gonna go like seven or eight innings in this one, right? Boy, that seems pretty ambitious to me. Seven or eight innings. I'd say know. it's a pretty high probability from typical in this map with this lineup that they rolled out. I mean, it looks they no no Polanco, no Bell. Um just his stuff, he's got good command. I just could see him getting through a lot of easy innings. I just don't see the K's. Um, is all I'm trying to say but then there's I like me I'm looking for a strikeout so I'll t- I'll go to like Eduardo Rodriguez if I'm looking to for some extra extra money that one I'm kind of torn on because again weather edge if you're to yep. trust Ross weather edge yes exactly and I have my own which I trust <laughs> I I did a deep dive earlier and it all came out all right it came out fine for Eduardo's pitch type yeah, so I will say there's a lot of K's in that lineup, and it's backloaded as far as the last five guys from Sulaire to Cuthbert, Gutierrez, Maldonado, and Behan. We're looking at 30%, 27%, 28, 27, 27. Now at the top, it's Merrifield and Lopez at 15 and 11%, Gordon Modesty at 20 and 21, 23.2% uh, collectively. Uh, it is backloaded, but like if you think Erod gets to the lineup three times, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a nice really, park that suppresses power. What does he have a problem with? His uh, walks and power, right? Yeah, and uh, they, they walk collectively. And uh, certainly, they're they're a swing happy team, the Royals. But there is like Solaire's got a ton of power. Maryfield's got power. Montesi's got power. There is some pop on this team. Uh, Gordon, not so much against lefties. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but again, the, the weather edge tool is suggesting that. And a hundred and thirty. Well, we'll show that in the screens here. But like, I'll, I'll just just take my word for it. Uh, weather is is suggesting to be very uh, hitter friendly in Kansas City for what it's worth. Obviously, it's not a home run park, but it will. It, it's heightened today as opposed to other days. Uh, let's. We got to talk about hitters in a second. We kind of like look. There's so many pitchers, and maybe we'll cover them in the question and answer session later on. You guys, let's just cover. Let's just. Let's, we're almost through. We're, we're almost through. So my my pool. Everyone I'm considering tonight. It, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's really simple. I'm considering Strasburg, Syndergaard, Snell, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Paddock even, Freed, even Castillo a little bit, but there's some weather concerns there, right? Is that correct? I don't think so. I may have missed um, maybe I Maybe I'm uh, wrong. Um, it's Not yellow. that I'm aware of. Uh, I, I, mean, I think it's supposed to be positive for, for hitting for what it's worth. Like, I, I want to confirm that the weather edge will pull up. Yeah. It's also a positive admirer for hitting today. Yeah, and uh, so was the night that I took Fulty and had a big night. So I'm uh, like, like I said, I, okay. So here's my thoughts. My, my thoughts on weather right now is it's completely overrated um, until we get into these summer months, right? Like th- if these are baseball players; they've been playing in 80 degree weather their entire career, right? Like everybody, yes, the ball will fly a little further. Um, in, in humidity and uh, and heat, but we're not talking about extreme extreme conditions at this point in the season, right? Like we're still, I you know, we're still kind of mild, um, and I know we're kind of looking for any kind of edge we can get. But I'm not I'm not going to shy away from throwing a pitcher that I like in a good matchup because it's 80 degree weather, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess I lean on the weather more than you do, but that's fine. That's we have different approaches, which is totally cool. And Eichhoff uh, uh, and Ronaldo Lopez, and uh, I think Smelter is a little bit interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I think he had a one game, whatever. I, I don't, I don't buy. Well, you him. liked you liked the Brewers that night, and uh, I, I did a show the earlier, and I basically it boiled down to if you like the Brewers, then you're pro cancer. You know, Smelts, Smelts are beat cancer. I'm aware of that. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not a direct, uh, yeah. Oh, Congratulations uh, on the cancer. Good for him. And I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not pro cancer. Well, I, I, well I, yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to, I want to side with uh, the Smelzer side whenever I can here. Tonight. I, I'm not, uh, I mean, the Indians have been terrible, so, but, but Smelzer's this guy, this guy's not good. He's not a, he, congratulations for him for shutting down Milwaukee, but he's not a very good arm. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to rack up a pile of Ks. Um, one game samples, goofy things can happen, but I, I think Cleveland, is, I mean, look, I don't want to say sneaky because it's a third full slate. Everybody's sneaky. You're going to get all these guys like three or four or five or 6% owed. Nobody's going to roster Lindor and everybody's going to stick with Jose Ramirez, but uh, I'm more on the Cleveland side than the Smelter side for what it's worth. Okay. Um, yeah. Then, uh, Dean's pro cancer, but okay. Um, Long story short. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm either side. I'm not really crazy about in general. I just think it's an interesting low owned GPP play. Let's, uh, let's dive into our hitters. Uh, so before that, we, go, we, we got the pool down. So yeah, it's good. It, we, we can there's go. a lot in the pool. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of names out there. There's probably more. We like, we didn't even really mention Tanaka, but of course you could play Tanaka. Yeah, he's going to go totally overlooked here, and that's he's probably a really good play. Um, yeah, somebody in chat saying I didn't watch the game. Yes, uh, come back to me when Smelter's in the Hall of Fame, and then they take, I'll take my L. Smelter's not good. I'm sorry. I've seen his stats before, and good for him. But uh, this guy's not going to sustain. Well, he's, uh, he's coming into today with a 35% K percentage. Yes, so. in like a six-inning sample. Hey, hey. <laughs> he was also hit. Uh, he had a 53.9% hard hit rate in that game. And the, dude beat, and the dude beat cancer. That's his greatest achievement. He can, beat the, he can beat the Indians. Uh, it's actually not the highest. Uh, Smiley's got a little bit higher as far as the hard hit rate. It is weird seeing it, but like Paddock is the, the third. You know, he gives up a lot of hard hit you know, when he's not striking dudes out. Uh, it's funny. Do you know who has the, the lowest hard hit rate? I was looking at this earlier today. and Again, another name we didn't mention, nobody's going to play him. Uh, he gets a lot of homers, which is kind of a problem. Dylan Bundy. Yeah, isn't that wild? He's at the, the lowest. Uh, yeah, he's got twenty five, like a like a tad under twenty six percent hard hit percentage. I remember looking at that earlier. Um, but does give up those home runs in bunches and is in Texas with some weather, right? Weather Edge can't approve of that one. Yeah, you know, it's, well, weather Texas. Roth has said before he's, that he's not really sure how to handle Texas because Texas at some point in the middle. of you know, not too long ago when they changed the, you remember they used to cause, uh, when, when the wind was blowing in, it would go out because there was some sort of. Yeah, it was some kind of like the uh, knuckleballer. Uh, like, uh, remember, we, we weren't quite sure if it was blowing in or out. The, uh, I don't the know if we ever seen that conversation. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, I know R.A. Dickey, he either liked it, uh, like he would specify he wanted the roof open or closed. I don't remember what she specified, but, uh, you know, I, I lean to what, like, the actual guy throwing the balls uh, suggests, but. There's no, isn't it sad? There's no more knuckleballers these days. You know, with the Stephen Wright is not, not really a thing, and hopefully he can start doing some things in the minors. They call him up at some point, but um, yeah, RIP the knuckleballer. Maybe there's one that's coming up that was drafted yesterday, for all we know. 
Uh, let's go around the horn before we do that as far as give our favorite plays at each position. Uh, who are uh, your core plays as far as hitters? Who you build around? Man, okay. So I really like um, the high-end pitching. And so that's, like I said, there's a lot of ways for, for value bats here on the slate. So I'm building around these, these cheap outfield bats. And some of my, well, I'll, I'll, my favorite bat on the slate, and I think you're in agreement here because I saw a little email you sent to Devin. Uh, so we're in agreement here is Javier Baez. Uh, gotta love the Cubs here in this spot, right? I mean, Hoffman is just horrendous. So uh, Schwarber and uh, Baez are two of my favorite plays. Um, some of my other, I mean, obviously Shaw is one that we can debate here just from a value perspective. And um, yeah, I know he's been God awful this season, but like, man, that price. And it's not like he's even facing an elite pitcher or anything like that. So man, that just looks good. Then there's like Acuna looks like a great play to me. Chris Davis is way too cheap. Mm -hmm. um canning has had some problems so far with uh righty power and uh if you want to do like a pitch you want to go through the pitch mix the pitch type mixes chris davis really really pops in that aspect against uh canning um so i think i think that he's just such a good play for 3600 and then there's like shohei there's uh puig so i'm looking for like home run upside for like at a value price so that's like that sweet spot that 34 to 4,000 range uh i know fans draft is not forced to play a catcher uh, sorry okay oh, double that double that sorry if uh if you got to roster yourself a catcher today of course sanchez is in play the homer potential for gary versus a uh, clayton richer who's certainly vulnerable that bullprint's pretty terrible you're locked in for nine so you know if things are going well he's got a shot at five AP, at five ab's uh, I like Contreras, of course, the Chicago game. I'm leaning on the Chicago weather. I buy on the weather. Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be legit today. Of course, sometimes it just doesn't work out, and that may be what happens. Uh, generally speaking, I like to punt my catcher, but uh, ideally I want to get Contreras if I can get there. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as catcher? Um, to me, the play that seems the most the easiest to, to throw in is uh, Zanino for 3.6. Another guy who's been terrible, but this is an extremely low strikeout pitcher. He gets the platoon advantage, and really all I'm looking for is a home run. you got a horrendous bullpen behind him. Um, this is a – the Rays are one of my favorite stacks, so Enzanino just looks like an easy play at that price tag. It kind of gives you – so obviously, like, Gary Sanchez is, like, the top raw projection, right? But yeah, I would assume so. It's probably Sanchez or Contreras, one of those two. But he's 5.4K. It's just hard to get, get up there to those guys. And uh, Contreras is uh, – he didn't make the lineup. Oh, um, yeah, it's Caratini. It's Caratini. So it's uh, 3.8K. 3, 3. That's a bummer. Um, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Uh, Caratini is not a bad play. Yeah. I want a Contreras. I'm very upset. <laughs> uh, Mitch Garver's back, but he's super expensive. That Minnesota team is such – they are legit, all their boppers. And, of course, they got the boomstick, Nelly Cruz. That lineup is just so good. I just can't get there as far as Garver and – you know, Pablo Lopez uh, jumping to Milwaukee against Gasmani Grandal, the switch hitter. He's much better hitter from the left side as opposed to the right side. Uh, he's super expensive. He'll be mostly ignored. I don't mind him either. Uh, I guess if you're just going to flat out punt it. Uh, but like, you mentioned that Tampa team, and, like, Carpenter is terrible. And uh, it's a ballpark jump into Detroit. And the Tampa players are really, really expensive. Uh, like Yanni Diaz, Abasiel Garcia, Meadows. Uh, you know, there's some cheapies. But, yeah, they're cheap right in that four, five, six. 
Yeah, but like nobody's going to play that top of the order of Tampa. And it's, you know, it's a massive slate. Nobody's going to play a lot of things because just math says it's going to be hard for guys to get heavily owned. But uh, we're looking at a total of five and a half here against Carpenter and a, and a rough bullpen. And you're locked in for nine innings. Tampa's kind of interesting. And again, the names, like the price tags for Abbasiel Garcia and Meadows and Diaz don't match up with the guys, you know, as far as the names and the similar uh, price range. Just thought it was kind of interesting. A note there. Uh, if you're going to flat out punt it, the, Oh, we got Falifa, so we don't get the cheapie there in, in Texas. Who's the other guy? It's like 2-1 or something. Uh, it's Danny Jansen. Yeah. Against Tanaka. Yeah, I don't want to pick on Tanaka, but like, you know. If, if you like your lineup with him, I'm fine with it. You know, it's like you're probably going to get a zero. But you might, you might get lucky and get a bomb. By the way, I'm going to prove to you that I am anti-cancer because you know who I like at first base is, uh, not that I have to prove, uh, is Anthony Rizzo. Didn't he beat cancer a couple of years ago? I don't know that. I'm fairly certain Rizzo beat cancer too. Uh, and I like, shocker of shockers, uh, I like Anthony Rizzo versus Jeff Hoffman, who, by the way, he's not been, he's been worse than he actually is. I feel like Hoffman beat cancer too or something. I know a raised pitcher did. I don't know. Um, Hoffman's uh, for Colorado? Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant, uh, Rockies. Uh, I know somebody – I feel like he did. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, he's horrendous. So whether weather is whatever to me, this matchup is really what is important to me about this game. So I guess the weather's nice on top, but, like, Hoffman is so bad that this team should score – should should have a lot of upside. All right, well, Mangill just confirmed. He dropped, uh, dropped a link in chat to that, that Rizzo did indeed triumph over cancer, so good for him. Uh, love Rizzo a good bit. Uh, of course, he's pricey with the role of a salary cap. And if, if you're going to prioritize Cubbies, you already, we already talked about Javi Lopez. Uh, of course, there's Schwarber, who's pretty cheap as well as far as the outfielders. And I think that's like the basic build today is spend, save money in the outfield. So if you want to spend, spend up in the outfield, that's probably an interesting way to go. Uh, Chris Bryant, potential top 25 player. That's up for discussion <laughs> on Twitter, I suppose. Uh, who's your favorite Cubby? Man, uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I'm not even going to go get into it. <laughs> yeah. Some things are better left ignored. Uh, no, the, we, we uh, agree than Justin Bohr. We can agree on that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that was, that was amazing. Yes. You can victory lap that. You can victory lap that forever. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so oh. congr- congrats to that one. But uh, yeah. What, what were we saying? Um, Other for oh, your favorite, your favorite cubby. You, you only have one cub. Who is it? Schwarber. I mean, if 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 salary if salary doesn't matter, it'd be Bryant, but unfortunately, it does. So it would be Schwarber. Um, other first base pivots off of Rizzo. Obviously, there's plenty of options out there. Who else is popping for you? Um, from a price perspective, Matt Olson. Um, you know, basically, I'm building lineups. I'm looking for home run upside. He's a guy that can give it to me. It's a cheap price, right? Um, if money wasn't a thing, I think Trey Mancini is a. Uh, we're in a great spot for a home run tonight. So um, I definitely Luke Voigt is another one, right? Yeah. A, a power guy against Richard. Um, um, I mean, Cody Bellinger, it's impossible to argue with what he, he's been doing. Sure. Um, I mean, he's, he is, I mean, on a clear path to MVP this season. Um, but uh, the, all these guys, it's just tough with us. So it's going to come down to what you're paying a pitcher, but like, the, the sweet spot for me, there's two guys. It's Edwin Encarnacion against Miley with the platoon advantage, and he's been heating up, and this is a notoriously very hot, streaky hitter, um, Encarnacion has always been. Um, and uh, I'm always looking for home runs. That's all I really typically want. And um, like I said, Matt Olson's 3,800. 
Let's jump to the second base position, the keystone position. Who do you have for you at second? Um, Baez. Javier Baez. Like, the price is just too cheap for this matchup. Um, Cheese mentioned in his article, too, about a potential uh, how he's been been lucky. Um, Baez has always been lucky, appeared by, like, advanced stats numbers. But this is a guy that just always puts up massive numbers. So um, you have to like the spot with Hoffman here. He's 4,600. It feels like he should be, like, 5,200, doesn't it? Uh, Batting cleanup. Yeah, I, I mean, he does seem a little underpriced. He, does, he definitely seems underpriced. And, of course, again, I'm a sucker for the wind. And if you pull up the uh, our, our expert rankings as far as the CBRs, Baez right now is – one across the board at second base. Uh, I guess the question is, you play Baez at second, you play at shortstop. That's a DK question, obviously. On fantasy draft, doesn't really matter. You're playing infielders or you're playing outfielders, you're playing utility spots. Basically, you're just playing your favorite bats more or less, and the position doesn't matter. Uh, on DK, where do you think he's more – where's the more optimal spot? To play him at second to play at short? I guess basically the question is, do you prefer the step downs? Do you prefer the alternatives at second base or shortstop? Um, I think it's close. Uh, I like some like cheapish guys at each position. Um, I've been toying with bills with each. So I don't think it really matters. Those are like the two positions to like kind of pay down anyway. So it's, he works great at e- either of them. So, um, I mean, Rugnet Odor, just because of the home run upside against Bundy. Now talk about a guy who's been absolutely terrible and is a decline as a hitter. Um, mm-hmm. in general, that's, that's, he takes the cake for that one, but he's 3,500 and he has home run upside. He's a guy that will steal a bag too, especially in a blowout game. Like he will try to pad his numbers. If he gets on from like a, if he hits into like a ground out of the guys out at second, or if he gets on by an error or a single or whatnot. So you gotta, you gotta like players like that who are trying to, trying to go for some numbers there and have home run upside. So he's a guy like, um, I mean, if that's kind of it, that's all I've been looking at today so far. Yeah, Odor is definitely Ricky Bobby style, but his price is kind of cheap. I know he's buried in the hole to some degree, batting seventh at home, but uh, decent chance he still gets that fourth at bat. And Bundy's been yielding plenty of homers when he's not to, when he's not striking dudes out. Um, or in the know, bullpen. Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely kind of an all or nothing play, but I, I agree. Odor is certainly interesting if you have if you have money, if you have funds. I don't mind spending it for a guy like Muncie. Play a little uh, mini, mini uh, you know, Dodger stack. Uh, Albies, I wish he was a little bit higher in the lineup, but I don't mind Albies. I hate that ballpark. You know, obviously you mentioned Acuna before. Acuna's got ridiculous power, but ideally I don't want Acuna hitting in the ballpark where it really suppresses power from, you know, the right-hand side, but Acuna's got, but instead of hitting it 15 rows up, he hits it like three rows up. It still goes out, still counts the same. Uh, other options at second, Alberto. I don't mind Hanser Alberto. Yeah, I don't mind that either. You know, uh, we, we talked about, like, Smiley is a guy that I'm definitely not afraid of. The, the bat liked him just from, like, you know, a, points per dollar perspective as far as a way to make things work from a cheapie if you're going to spend down he was like the most appealing guy according, according to the bat uh but obviously there's plenty of risk in a guy like smiley uh anybody else that's worth noting at second or shall we jump to the hot corner at third base hot corner chris bryant is that leading uh, the name maybe uh glaber glaber torres yeah i don't mind torres either like you know again like oh, just play your teams today. Uh, you know, if you like the Yankees, you're going to get the Yankees fairly low owned. Like, they're just not going to be very popular in a nice ballpark against a bad bullpen uh, against, you know, Clayton Richard, who's in the back end of the bell curve of his career. So, like, just play those dudes. Uh, like, do you see anything crazy as far as ownership jumping out? I have not seen what Jamino and his team are doing as far as ownership projections, but there's just so many good plays where math tells us that, like, you know, they can only be so highly owned. 
So you want me to for third third base or uh, just overall? Yeah, yeah. Well, either, either however you want to attack that. Uh, I, I guess I threw two questions you at once and like two different thought processes. But let's jump the third and see if there's any kind of jumping out as far as ownership or just playing your favorite guy or what. It looks like Travis Shaw's Jamino has uh, ranked <laughs> as the highest ownership at two point five k. Um, Chris Bryant, uh, Alberto, right below him, twelve um, percent. That's probably more at the second position. Chris Bryant, uh, Manny Machado, uh, finally came out of his uh, out of his shell for a little. Came out of hiding and uh, hit the uh, grand slam last night. Um, Eikhoff has been in decline. It's you know I I don't mind either side. I don't mind playing Eikhoff in this spot. I don't mind taking some uh, some bats. Typically righty bats aren't what we want against them. We want the lefties, but uh, Machado is just too good of a hitter for three point eight k. Yeah, Ike, a fly ball guy, giving up almost two homers per nine this season. Yeah, I don't mind Machado either. He went oppo last night. Uh, it was one of those just kind of just kept carrying. Uh, and Shaw, obviously, you could argue about his uh, his talent. If he's uh, it was kind of an anomaly, and now he's like no good as he's he's a guy we thought was better than he actually is. You can say whatever you want, but I'm presuming he's healthy. And it's more of an argument of just because he's so cheap, right? Like that's the most important thing. And it's a nice ballpark, obviously. And you might get a home run. And if you get a home run, then that's like a phenomenal play, right? Like it's that easy, right? And if you want to, I mean, again, another guy, Jose Ramirez, who I think is not as good as he was last year, but he's certainly better than the guy that we've seen so far this year. Obviously, there's a lot of wiggle room in between. And, and I don't, uh, you know, smelted it, it is going to be throwing a ball to him. I don't, I don't, I just don't buy that guy guy's any good. Smelted uh, dealt it. Yeah, he's going to be dealing some dongs tonight. It's going down in Cleveland. Uh, I'm taking a stand against. Danny. I like the confidence. You're taking a stand with cancer. I, I like. I like it. I, no, I, I'm going to have Anthony Rizzo on my team. That's right. I'm standing up. Okay, that's right. You got to balance it. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh. Anybody else? To, I mean, look, it's going to be windy for for Colorado. Uh, we were missing uh, Suarez. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah. this this guy is a lefty masher. Mark it down. He is. Um, and uh, <laughs> size is big enough for you. I don't, yes, it's more than big. Um, and uh, great bet to go yard tonight. Yeah, and he's facing uh, Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. Like Genesis Cabrera, cool name, but he's another guy who's just, he should not be pitching in the majors right now. I'm not buying it. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, I love that play. I like Cincinnati just in general. Uh, you, you talk about Puig being too cheap. I like Ken Sensel leading off perfectly fine. Uh, Joey Bato is disappointing for sure. He is super cheap. Uh, I don't like the lefty on lefty deal, and he's always happy to just take his walk, which is not ideal necessarily. But uh, I do like the Reds versus Cabrera. I'm just not buying. Did you play the Genesis as a child, or you're too young for that? Uh, 16 bit Sega Genesis. I had it. Altered Beast. That's the first game that comes to mind in my head. Uh, I don't know why. I don't even know what games. No, that. I mean, I, w- I always had all the. I, obviously, I can think of Sonic because you associate Sonic with. Uh, um, Man, what was one of the first, some of the first game? I don't remember. I'm sure the chat will help us out with that. J- jump the jump the shortstop. We're a little behind on time. Let's knock out some shortstops. We'll talk about some outfielders. We'll do a little screen share as far as what's going down on the weather edge. Uh, we mentioned bias at short. Obviously, you can't play him at short and second base, but uh, give me some other options as far as shortstop. I know you mentioned Machado as well, too. Yeah, Machado. I mean, so Baez and, and Machado just – seem like awesome plays to me those are those are the two guys that i'm looking to get in lineups um you could play adamas for 3.4k save some money he's bad in cleanup um you know his numbers aren't gonna pop out at you but uh he does have some pop um 
and uh, could end up being a good play. A guy who's extremely hot right now that is going to get lost in the shuffle, who's coming, you know, is absolutely, you know, had a really, you know, slow start, but is really coming on is Corey Seager. Um, Bobby will be all over that one for sure. Um, and, uh, I mean, any, any, like any, anybody that fills in the stacks in the game environments that you like, but like, those are, those are, those are the plays that I like the most. All right. I'm getting our screen share prep because we're going to talk. I want to see what we have as far as umpire data. See if anything's popping there. We'll definitely take a look at that as well, too. Uh, let's jump over to the outfield. I know you mentioned a bunch of outfielders you like. It sounds like you're going in the mid tier as far as cheapies. Uh, you mentioned Puig. You talked about uh, uh, Otani's pretty cheap out there. Sure, you know, we have uh, Schwarber leading off there for the Cubbies are pretty interesting. And, again, I was trying to make the point, like, it's going to be, you know, wind blowing out for the Rockies, too. We haven't talked about any of the Rockies against Hendricks. Uh, but just sort of note that, I suppose. Uh, not as appealing there against Hendricks. He's, like, not this big home run guy necessarily. But uh, who do you have for me in the output? If you want to kind of, like, throw the names out, you threw before. Somebody kind of joined us late. But, uh, Number one play would be Acuna for me. If I can afford him at 4.5K, um, I do like J.D. Martinez on the high end, um, but probably won't get there because um, I'll just be using salary elsewhere. Schwarber is my favorite play from a price uh, standpoint. Chris Davis is way too cheap. I mean, it's – I wish they kind of – they kind of. I wish they kind of priced these guys up a little bit higher. Um, Schwarber, Otani, and Chris Davis because they just look like such good plays. And then Puig is is a little bit a notch below. Uh, a guy that will get lost in the shuffle, but is right in that just a tad bit over that price range. It's Aaron Hicks, um, four point one k. He's batting cleanup. Is that correct? I believe so. He's either fourth or fifth. I was looking at it for the show, actually, as far as he was. Yeah, he's been fourth tonight. You mentioned J.D. I love J.D. Again, we talked about how the weather edge pops as far as that Boston KC game, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I like all those. I, Boston's, again, they're one of those teams. I don't know how much uh, they'll be neglected. They have a team total almost at six. Glenn Sparkman is pretty brutal. Uh, and, of course, that bullpen backing up isn't pretty solid at all. It's, it's pretty weak. And they are locked in for the guaranteed nine. Pretty good shot as far as bets. Ben Intende, J.D. Martinez, all three of those guys grabbing the five freshest at-bats. Uh, anybody else as far as outfielders? Or shall we take a peek as far as what's going down on the old screen share? Um, I mean, on a slate like this, like Mike Trout is going to get lost in the shuffle, right? Yeah. And uh, should never be. Um, just, like, just pick out the home runs. Like, use your like that's it's really that simple like just try to find the home run who who has the monster home run upside in this matchup and play your guys um uh cargo little cargo revenge he's on the cubs now yeah uh, yeah he's yeah. terrible he is he is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got the weather edge right he does i mean instead of hit the ball 112 feet he's hit it like 127 feet but yeah. uh, he's hit he's hit a ton of like warning track shots this uh this season if that's the case here in this game then uh according to the the weather it should should go out right i'm probably gonna play some cargo begrudgingly he's you know he's especially cheap i think on Vandal he's like two two or two three or something like that uh on dk he's three three on fast draft he's like six five give or take uh dwight on the shield by the way just watched the shield play last week here in nashville he was playing for the minor league team he got the call up because uh gallo is out with an oblique unfortunately that, that gallo would be an amazing play against Monday. Unfortunately, no Gallo. If you guys are wondering why he's not allowed to he'll be out for a while. We don't have a Philly lineup just yet. For what it's worth, McCutcheon's probably not going to be in there. He got the hook the other day, so that's nice little bump the paddock. 
But uh, Philadelphia did call up their biggest uh, hitting prospect. I don't know if he's in the player pool just yet for what it's worth, but just kind of note that if you guys are playing the late slate, if nothing else. Uh, screen share, Kirk Dees. By the way, start loading up those questions. We'll knock out as many questions as possible. If you guys are watching us on the YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you're asking questions over there, our fabulous multitasking producer, Dietrich Devin, he, uh, I presume, has been copying and pasting those questions throughout the show. We'll see him in just a second. Uh, the weather edge for Raw, the weather tool today. And again, not every game is going to pop. Some days you're going to have no games to pop. But uh, I mean, if you want to have a hit as far as that Nets-Giants game, you like the pitchers there. Uh, and a 59-game sample size, Turkey's 27.8% bump as far as homers. Eh, it runs at 7.8%. That's not ideal. But Chicago, it's just ridiculous. 154 games, sample size, 56.5% jumping as far as the percentage of homers, 24% as far as the percentage of runs, 25% as far as the percentage of ERA. And we talked about that Casey game as well, 35% homers, 18% runs, 18.7% ERA with the wind blowing out, and it's pretty hot there in KC. And we saw talk about St. Louis also jumping a little bit. It's a, it's a lot going on. I know, I think, I th- it sounds like I put more value in this than you do, which I understand, you know, but uh, it's a one-game sample. We'll see how it goes down, but uh, I, I'm a sucker, especially. I, I, you're not going to claim a victory lap if they get to Hoffman, and, and you know, this, oh, no. this is Hoffman. This is, the, the, <laughs> this is all Hoffman, not weather. <laughs> well, the combination platter is uh, also appealing. Sure. I, but I'm not but here. if you I'm make the, the wind blow out five miles an hour, I'm not the guy that's going to victory lap. Like, oh, I told you, Rizzo, F cancer. Like, I'm not the guy that's going to do that. <laughs> like, everybody likes Rizzo. It's just a matter of, like, you know, you only have so many laps to make. Uh, as far as umpire data, before we dive in and start talking about some of the, uh, the questions, looking up a chat, of course, whatever we don't get to, uh, Crunch Time will answer your question if you guys are premium members. Stay tuned later on tonight, by the way. Of course, there's baseball going down with crunch time, but there's a golf show tonight. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but one Dodo, uh, he's won back-to-back weeks, uh, six figures. With no, that's before the decimal points. In the, golf. Dude, the dude is ridiculous. And if, if you want the easiest way to just, like, pad your bankroll in DFS, like, you just go into Nodo's model <laughs> on Wednesday night at midnight or whatever, the night before golf, and just register some golf contests and just, like, sort his model by projected and just listen to that little video, make your lineup. It's like the easiest way to just print some free money. I don't play golf, but maybe I should. Every once in a while I'll play it when I like, I win tickets accidentally in golf. It's like, Oh, wait, now I got to play. But otherwise I just, I don't play it. It's not my forte, but uh, if I just got to, you know, I know cards is pretty good at it too. Like the, the combination of those two, I think it's, I think it's a, uh, I don't think cards on the show tonight, but it's a three man booth with Noto who's been like, extremely hot. And, uh, a new, and, a, and a new guy, a new RG guy that uh, who's a, Won the millionaire maker at one point, I think. Uh, All right, well, there you go. That sounds pretty impressive. You know, look, maybe I'll stay tuned or I'll just fire up the Noto's uh, spreadsheet, which I imagine is available for uh, for premium members. Uh, Paddock has an extreme hitters umpire for what it's worth, as does Eikhoff looking for the extremes. Those are the ex- only extremes as far as pitchers and hitters, as far as umpire data. I want to see if, let's see, the premium plate IQ score as far as the pitchers at Strasburg, it's popping, and Snell, and Erod. Uh, nothing too crazy. Mm, anything else out there? Of course, as far as K-Prop, uh, Strasburg and Snell are, are leading the, the show here at 8.5, and there's a breakdown of six and a half. So, you know, K's are king. Maybe look at Strasburg and Snell as we were talking about. But we you can do that. You just got to throw, like, Danny Jansen in there, which is the only problem. But, uh, and Travis Shaw. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's something you can do for sure. 
favorite stacks, three guys that are going to homer. We'll talk about some questions. Go away. Fire. Favorite stacks. Number one, the, the Rays against uh, the top. Uh, Carpenter, right, and uh, the horrendous bullpen behind it. I just and their pricing is just. I guess it's higher in that front end with Austin Meadows and uh, uh, Avisel Garcia back in the lineup tonight. But they they're a sweet spot, like four, five, six, very doable. So you can get all those guys in a lineup pretty easily with some high end pitching. Um, so I really like them as a stack. Plus, you're, they're the away team. Um, you know, you're going to get the nine the nine uh, inning at bats there. So uh, I could just see them piling it on in this one. Um, I do. Someone asked about the Astros. Um, I do like the Astros. It, they're going to get lost in the shuffle. No one's because of uh, like no one knows what to do with because with more right. Like he's some young prospect who has been dropped and recalled, and he's uh, I guess he was a second round draft pick from 2015. But like no one really knows what to do. But he's hasn't been very good at uh, um, AAA and Double A. Um, so. I mean, they were talking about Nice being the pitcher. Remember, remember Jonathan Nice? Remember that yeah. guy? The Mets. Yep. Uh, I don't I know mean, if he was. He was I'm a guy showing Andrew Moore. Is that correct? Is that? No. Yeah, I believe that, and I don't know how deep he's going to go, but I'm just saying, Nice was a guy that they was muddled about. I don't know if he's. In the, he's with they him. have a terrible bullpen too. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's in that poll, if he's in that pen or working or not. I, I have no idea to be honest, but uh, I should. I meant to check is because I know Nice was a guy that was uh, a name thrown out there as a potential starter for Seattle, but maybe he's in the pen. I don't know. Uh, um, that chat, that'd be great. Dodgers pop off the page for me. So there, and then obviously you can go to Texas, Arlington, um, and, and Cubs is like a pretty obvious one too. I mean, there's just a lot of obvious hitting spots tonight. Three homers. Well, I'm going to look at my lineup <laughs> and pick three of them. Um, I'm going to say Schwarber. Pretty easy. Do I have to go like high end, low end? Yeah, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say JD on the high end, Schwarber in the mid tier, and uh, or no, I'll say Acuna, Acuna for the mid tier, and uh, Schwarber or Crush Davis for the, the the low tier. Let's try to go lightning round here because we're a little behind as far as these questions. They're kind of piling up. You like Zanino as a one off? I think you do, right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of a pairing of Eikhoff and Freed? I mean, if you need it for your like a high end stack or whatever, but I think, I mean, I, it, yeah, I think it's doable. I think that's fine. I, you can like, or Erod, like I would try to chase a little bit. The matchup has, that's good. That's, that's not bad. We're All right, there, though. Maybe favorite three starting pitchers, nine K and under on DK. All right. Sorry. Nine K and under on DK. Yeah. So I got to sort by. Mine is Bumgarner, Erod and Freed for what it's worth. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'm not playing Bumgarner though, so I'm not even gonna say. I'm gonna say Erod, um, Freed, and uh, Eikhoff. Do you like Anderson at all? I know some people were asking about Anderson in chat. I mean, the rule is supposed to be the Marlins. Are just yeah, there. it's a pitcher against the Marlins, so uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, the, dupo, the humidity. What does the weather edge say about that? It's 81 percent humidity over there. Oh, it might be closed for all we know. I don't. Oh know yeah, that, that's what we. I gotta. We gotta check that. I also gotta check uh, whether the roof status in uh, Arizona too. You gotta update your tool, man. I don't know if you have a guy. Well, so that's the thing. It's all behind the scene. There's a lot of kinks to be worked out at the moment. <laughs> Definitely a lot of kinks. Uh, nice try there, DJ Johnson. I'm not Mango. I'm not gonna read that question. What was? What is it? <laughs> I'm sure you can find it if you scroll on through. 
Van Gogh is just Ron Burgundy. He'll read anything. Moustakos uh, or Munster? No, that's a question you got to ask Roth. Roth gets <laughs> Roth, You can get Roth on crunch time. He hates that. Don't do that to Roth. Moustakos uh, or Munson? Um, I mean, they're both good. Uh, I'll, I'll take Muncie. I mean, this is a similar question. Uh, he's banged up. Did Moustakos? Yeah, he's in the lineup. Okay. Uh, your favorite mid-tier duo of starting pitchers. I mean, I guess that's what somebody was asking before. They're trying to uh, get Eikhoff and uh, was it uh, Freed? I mean, you know, if you're going to make two relatively mid-tier, cheapish, however you want to say it, as far as pitchers, a little bit of the bats, what's your combination? Ronaldo Lopez. Oh. And then whichever, whoever, the highest you can get from there. Probably Soto's going to homer up Lopez, just spoiler alert. Can you, can you handle a threesome? I mean, I can handle it. Yeah. Uh, Muncie, Bryant, and Bishop versus Rizzo, Donaldson, and the Shields. Uh, Rizzo, Donaldson, and the Shields. Uh, Lopez or Smiley? It sounds like you prefer Lopez over Smiley. Yes. Uh, Cash. Now you got to know that, like, you got to know what you're playing with. Like, I'm not like endorsed. Like, these guys, like, there's massive risk when you play these guys but it could work out uh cash options at second base depending on what you're shopping i suppose if you're if you're on dk try to get the bias if you can if you can step down you want a cheapie i don't mind odor uh and alberto is another guy those are the three cash options i'm looking at second what say you yeah uh I, I agree with those you could even play dozier he's talk about a guy who's been really really bad this uh this year but yeah that's that's good any Meadows for you? We talked about Meadows. Like, he's one of those guys that's high price. And so high priced. But, like, and, and nobody's going to own him. But, like, nobody's going to own race, anyone. In the race stack, for sure. Um, but, uh, like, I'm, you know, it's the lefty-lefty matchup. But he'll get he'll he'll get to that bullpen, too. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? But, like, there's so – it's just so hard. Like, I would much – I'd put a premium on pitching. If you're stacking to uh, Tampa, sure, but like otherwise, not necessary in my opinion. And actually, the race stack that I made is everybody but Meadows. If you're stacking the Yankees, you like Frazier? Um, yeah. Why? I don't really. Care. I don't really have an opinion. Yeah. Why not? Like, it's, <laughs> it's part well, of. You're making stack. one Yankee stack. Is he in it or no? Do you make? Do you prioritize them, or it's like if he fits, so be it. If not, whatever. I'm not prioritizing Clint Frazier. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm asking for somebody else. Definitely not. Definitely not prioritizing. We got to step aside again. I'd rather have LeMahieu the way he's been playing right now. Oh, gosh. Now they're really trying to test me. Like, I, I've never, like, all of a sudden, there's a guy who promoted in baseball named Harry Balzac. There was a long pause there. He does not exist. Um, give me something good. Let's, let's finish strong, Kirk T. So give me your final thoughts as far as the slate before we turn it over to crunch time. I mean, I'll preach what I've been preaching. It's just the way I play. And it's like, I'm getting away. I know stacking is always king in the MLB, but like on FanDuel for sure, 100%, you got to stack. But like, I've gravitated away towards stacking now. Um, I mean, I'll let it come organically, but like, just find the, the best value. Just make a lineup that has two pitchers that have upside with where you can envision a home run from every single position. It's that easy for me. All right, uh, there you go. Monster Slate, uh, enjoy it. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one for sure. Fifteen gamer. He's Kirk Dees. I'm Dean. They're talking in the chat right now. Favorite cheeses will end will end strong. Number one power ranking. It's Munster. Not even a conversation. Then mozzarella. Then provolone. Fade the rest. 
Stay tuned for crunch time. We're out of here. Oh.